I hope you're all doing well. It's uh, been a while since I put an episode out. But uh, this episode is uh, quite an interesting one. Very different to anything I've done before. Uh, usually it's been just me talking on my own, just ranting. And now I've got someone else to rant to. <laughs> so it's uh, pretty interesting. It's quite long. Um, you don't have to stick through it all, listen to what you want, but we get into some pretty deep topics, um, and right at the end we get into what I think is a very interesting, well, I don't know if it's a theory, but uh, I got talking to a lad called Ben um, from Germany. He's 22 and he's going to be going to school to learn electrical engineering, I believe it is. Um, <clears throat> so I met Ben through an app called Reddit. I'm sure most of you have heard of it. And <clears throat> I put out a little post saying, look, I'm looking for a podcast guest to discuss anything and everything really and uh, me and Ben got talking and we decided you know what we'll have a phone call get to know each other a little bit better so we arranged a phone call and <laughs> in the end we got talking for over three hours um, and at the end of that phone call, he's, we sort of discussed a film. Um, it was a film in German, um, and it was where a guy was dressed up as Hitler, and it was as if Hitler had come back to life. And um, yeah, it was a very interesting film. Uh, it was a comedy. Um, so we start this episode where Ben is asking me about what I thought about that film. So I hope you enjoy. Um, let me know what you think. Share it with your friends. And let's get into it. So how was the movie? It was different. Um... At first, I thought it was sort of one thing, and then like the way I felt about the film changed. It was, it was very strange. Uh, at first, it felt really sort of comedic, you know. It was trying to be something new and funny, mm. and then towards sort of the end, it it become really serious. Like I got a bit confused towards it, and like, whoa, what's going on here? Okay. Yeah. Uh, what was confusing me is, like, he goes to speak to German people, and he don't sort of announce it's a film. I don't think. Yes, so, exactly. They weren't into like they. So most people didn't know what was happening. You know. Yeah. 
but I was shocked at the reactions he was getting. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't anything like I thought it would be. I thought everyone would be like, oh, you can't do this, you're a disgrace. And it didn't seem like that. Well, you don't know what they did cut out or what they did leave in, you know. Yeah. But generally, I think some people were serious and some just thought it's a joke, you know. Yeah, I think some of them knew. It was uh, like I think the younger people thought about it as a joke, you know. Yeah, and well, some of the older people. Were... Hmm? Come again. The older generation sort of shocked me with the way they were speaking of things. Yeah, like uh, yeah. Well, I, he was like one. One even said, "I would go to war for you." One of the older men. Yeah. It's. I don't think it was a case of like back in the day where Hitler was against like the Jews and things. I don't think mm -hmm. it was anything malicious like that. I think it was sort of what we had a discussion about the other day where the German people feel like the culture's being lost. It was... Almost as if they was frustrated with immigration kind of thing. And I never expected that from the older generation. <laughs> oh, I thought I lost you for a second then. Uh, maybe it's because, uh, like, my phone went to, like, you know, uh, it turns kind of off after I don't touch the... Oh, uh, like a standby timer. Huh? Yeah, like, standby. Standby yeah. mode. Well, I think the older generation may be more in, uh, frustrated because they had all their life with, like, the traditions and then there comes the immigrants and some things get lost and then they are more frustrated than the younger people who grow up like this. Yeah, I never expected it to be fair. It was very, like, intriguing. Because, like I was saying, it's it's Hitler talking to him in a weird way. But it wasn't as if they believed in Hitler and what he wanted. It's, it was more like a national pride, if anything. Maybe, yeah. But uh, there was one bit that I just couldn't stop laughing at. And, um, the thing with the dog. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that was a bit. The, the driving in car, he just whips out the dead dog. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So morbid. Yes, so good. <laughs> it's my kind of humour, that. That was funny, that. Not that I'm laughing at dead dogs or anything, but you know, yeah, <laughs> it was just fucking. You don't get that anymore. Different. Yeah, too sad. But uh, I like the concept of the film. It would, I think a lot mm. more people need to do things like that. Yeah, it's kind of eye-opening. Yeah. Uh... I'm pretty like I'm kind of sad that it's not like fully translated or synchronized in English because I think 
if the film was like English, it would take off much more. Yeah. It was really hard to follow along with the subtitles. Um, because it was doing like names and stuff in a weird subtitle. Yeah, and I think uh, metaphors will be metaphors. pretty hard to understand. Metaphors. Yeah. It, I don't think I understand the German sort of comedy. Well, me neither sometimes. Or it was just hard to come across sort of thing in subtitles. I, I wasn't too sure. Yeah, that's that's the thing with subtitles. Yeah. But it's fucking quality film. Mm, yeah, it's like one of the few German films I like. <laughs> nice. It shows you've got a good sense of humor. Do you know Inglorious Bastards? Yeah, yeah. I talked about it already with you. But oh, yeah. there's, there's two German actors in the film which is kind of cool because German actors are not not that uh, you know yeah, that famous that just uh, Christopher Waltz is very famous and is in a few good American movies but Till Schweiger was in that movie and normally for German people he's pretty much a joke but in that movie he was good oh that Christopher Waltz is a brilliant actor Christopher Chris Sorry. Christopher Waltz. <laughs> yeah, that guy. He's a brilliant guy. Like in Django. I've never seen Django. Oh, you should see Django. It's a bit, bit rough in it, that film. It is rough. But it's very nice to see Christopher Waltz play a German. Well, yeah. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Hmm? Hello? I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. I think I, I went on Google to have a look at Christoph Waltz. <laughs> Are you on PC or phone? Uh, I'm on my phone. Hmm. Which... That's but probably why. The downside to this app that you're not allowed off it. Yeah. That's one thing I found out. That's annoying. But yeah. I'm sure I'll manage. Yeah, it's it's all right, I think. Better than nothing. Well, yeah, that's it. Better than nothing. Uh, what I thought about. Uh, like I was driving around the other day after our conversation I, I was like thinking about maybe it would be interesting for you to see like a few German memorials you know well I wanted to sort of mention to you for the past sort of year well two years since I got my van I want to do a road trip across Europe and um, mm -hmm. I really love Belgium I just want to get my kayak on a lake or a river in Belgium. So and then I was like, oh, well, I could make this a little road trip like through Europe. I was going to say I'd stop off in Germany and come and meet you at some point or something. 
Well, that would be kind of cool because I will move to another city to study. Yeah, and it's a pretty nice city and I could show you. Oh, is this where you're going to live in a castle? <laughs> yeah. I like I would have said you can Google uh, my school and stuff, but you can't Google right now, can you? Uh, well, I'm on my laptop as well, so when the internet loads up, I'll have a quick Google. Hmm? I'm uh, I'm doing a bit of 3D modeling on my laptop at the minute, so I'll just flip over to Google on my laptop. Oh, okay. But it's uh, oh. super slow, this laptop. Mm. <laughs> I bought it about six years ago when I was in New Zealand. So it's quite outdated now. Well, if it runs, it runs. Well, that's uh, it's took me about six months so far to do a little bit of 3D modeling just because of how slow it is. Maybe someday you should invest in a new one. Yeah, I'll keep umming them and ahhing whether to get a new laptop or get a new mm. PC. I just. I don't know which one to do. I'm thinking well, I'm, I'm good with uh, technical stuff, so you can ask me about laptops. I, I think I know a little bit about laptops and computers and stuff. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I do like me uh, my technology. What's like, that I, school called, sorry? Uh, should I... Sp Spell to you? Uh, it's probably best if you spell it. <laughs> w E I W E I L yeah. B U R G Wheelberg Wheelberg uh, Castle. Uh, no, uh, go on with tech technician school just write technician school I'm pretty sure it will find it too technic school yeah technic schule I cannot begin to pronounce that hey this looks nice oh yes that's the school I will be going to and if you want to look up the place I will stay. It's Weilburg, like the city's name. Uh, and instead of Technica, technician school, you will write W I N D H O F. W I Winterhof School. Winterhof. Oh, Without wow, school. Oh, without the school. Yeah, because it's just like the place to stay. I was going to say it's caught pictures of children in the nursery then. Oh, wow. Oh, that's well nice. Do you have to pay to study there? Yes, but not much. To, like Most of the money is for staying there. Like it, the staying costs me 120 euros a month, and 
the food costs me 160 euros a month. Like getting oh, right. food every day, three times. That's pretty cheap, right? That's pretty cheap. And like, there's so much you can do. There's like a sports hall and everything, a cafe for the students, uh, many activities. There are like special rooms for like learning, reading, and like having fun, like with TVs, pool tables, and like darts and everything. And many, many barbecue grills. Nice. Hey, it looks pretty yeah. big. It is very big. So it has almost a few... got a Hogwartsy vibe. A little bit. The stone on the outside looks quite Hogwartsy. Could be just it's a castle of sorts. If you are there, I can show you around. Did yeah. you hear what, what I said about the things you can do there? Or Yeah, yeah, I got that, the uh, darts and things like yeah, that. Yeah, okay, because I just saw my phone was in standby again, <laughs> so I wasn't sure if you heard what I said. Yeah, yeah I thought it went into standby for a second. Yeah, that's awesome, that. Yeah, and that's there's a still a bigger castle in that city. A bigger one? I'm just going to go on yeah. Google Maps and have a look around. Hmm? I'm uh, gonna go on Google Maps and have a look around on the near the street view. Yeah. No, you can't really do that. No. In, in Germany, there's not much of street view because of our privacy rights. So there's really not much street view you can look at. Oh really? Yes. I never knew that. Are you Germans very strict on privacy then? Yeah, pretty much. Like, if someone takes a picture of you, you have every right, right to have the picture, and they can't post it anywhere without your permission and stuff. And if they do, you can really go to court with them and everything. No way. So that, yeah, and that's like, until there are 400 people on the picture, you have to ask every single one, like, are you okay? Are you okay? That's like how the rules are. Oh, no, that sounds a nightmare. No, it's pretty good, actually. If you well, think about it, if there's like a very unfortunate pick of you, you can like really <laughs> send someone some, to hell. Yeah, get some money out of them. <laughs> yeah. Is that why in the um, that film there was a lot of there's like yeah. black bars over their eyes and stuff? Exactly, that's why. Uh, I wondered why that was. I didn't know if it was they just didn't want to be uh, associated with a film or anything, or they just didn't get asked. Yeah, they didn't get asked. Or they did get asked afterwards, and they were like, no, fuck you. i tell you what, it looks nice, this city, town. Is it a city, town? Hmm? Is it a town or is it a city? Yeah, it's town, I think. There's a lot of greenery there, though. Oh. Yeah, that's everywhere in Germany. We like our greens. Uh, we have, like, you know, we have a state system like the U.S. has. Like national and, forests? No, no, like states. We have states. Like, we are a republic, you know? Ah, right. 
we have 16 states and like the state i live in is actually 96 percent forest wow really yeah okay now forest and like grass and stuff like that i'm just i've never really looked at the map of germany before like it's very green there's just forests everywhere. Yes, exactly. Are the forests big? Because they look dead patchy. Well, you can, like if you look around, it's like forest and patches of land <laughs> in squares, yeah. maybe, where are like cities and like uh, farmland and stuff just cut out of the forest and surrounding them is still forest there are always some patches of forest in your field of view i'm looking at a forest that looks pretty big it's called robrunner robrunner hmm? i'm just looking at a forest i think i can't pronounce it it's uh r-o-h-r-b-r-u-n-n-e-r yeah i think that's kind of pretty. I think that will be a little forest. Like, I live near a big forest uh, called Westerwald. Oh, Google. I love Google for this. Oh, it's showing me a nice swimming pool, eh? As if you got outside no. swimming pools, what I meant. Huh? As if you got outside swimming pools in Germany, that's cool. Yeah, we have. Like you mean for like the public? Yeah. Yeah, we have that. Like next, like three minutes with the car, there's like a pool inside a forest. Really? Yeah, it's called like forest pool shit. Oh, that sounds cool as fuck. Uh... Oh, a little something that came to my mind that I wanted to tell you. Like, we have in, in the city where I grew up, like, it's not a big city. It's like one of the very small cities. Uh, we have like a few memorials, like a big memorial for the Second and First World War, especially for Jews too, you know. Oh, really? It's like that big stone circle like big big stone circle with like a diameter of probably 10 meters you know wow and it's like four five six meters uh, tall like I, I can send you pictures and it's like a nice place with like a far view and everything and like one time it was the birthday of a friend of mine and like some people gathered there and like we brought a grill and everything and had like a good time grilled some meat and everything you know just yeah. had a good time and uh, like afterwards we were cleaning up and it was time to move the grill again but like we fell and spilled ashes all over the ground of the memorial you know oh no that was like pretty uh, uh, morbid too <laughs> did you get in trouble or anything uh well we uh 
like we grabbed our shit and like bolted yeah. away. <laughs> you just got like, out of that quick time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because uh, that could have gotten pretty ugly if like the police just came by, you know? Oh, yeah. I've been to um, a German cemetery for World War II in uh, Normandy, I think it was. Uh, really? Oh, in France? Yeah, it was. Oh, it was massive, it was. Like and, for um, the dead people? Yeah, yeah. Ah. I think it's like one of the biggest cemeteries for Germany, or German soldiers. Really? Yeah. But, um, it... it was very spooky. There's like a, I don't know if it's a statue or, it, it looks like a tree and it makes like loads of noise when the wind blows for it. Oh, it's, I think I heard of it. It's very strange. But it's... In, in Hamburg, there's a big symmetry, like a really, really, really big symmetry. It even has like uh, an app you can download to find graves. Wow. And uh, it's like, it even has like graves from 1600 and stuff. Fucking hell. And uh, yeah, and like graves from World War One and World War Two, like ten thousands of graves, like you see in movies, like crazy much. Oh, crazy yeah. many graves and like different family graves and like with statues all around it's like creepy and nice and everything and some of the graves you can find in like bushes and stuff because like no one cared anymore like grown into bushes and everything just yeah it's quite sad that they get left really yeah, well, somewhere from the 1700s, like, some that well, I saw. <laughs> I was watching a video the other day about um, sort of people from the past, and it it was um, it was saying, like, after, like, 100, 100 years, no one knows who you are. No one can remember anything about you to sort of remember you anymore. And um, I think it was saying, like, in ancient Egypt and stuff, they sort of said you die twice. So, like, you die sort of around your loved ones and stuff. But, and then, mm -hmm. like, 100 years later, or I think it's, like, two generations or something, no one can remember you anymore. So they believed you died again sort of thing. You were yeah, fully that erased. makes some sense, I think. Yeah, it got me thinking. It's... Very different my, ways. my girlfriend is just uh, returning. I will just go say hello. I'm, I will be right back. Okay. Yeah, no worries. I'm back. <laughs> that was quick. Yeah, well, she had to run to the toilet. Ah, uh, <laughs> fair enough. Women. So, have you uh, done much traveling into other parts of Europe or anything, or? Well, I was in France like 12 times. Really? Uh, I went to Poland as an ex exchange student. Uh, 
How long did I you went, go to Poland for? Uh, I went there two times, each time a week. Oh. Uh, yeah. I went to Croatia, like 2019 before Corona came. I was in Belgium, but I can't remember quite because I was a kid. I am back. Yeah, no worries. Ah, so... On the uh, German territory I went to, just having a nose, it's all been updated. And huh? Off a car park. The German war cemetery that I went to, um, it was just a gravel car park. Looking on Google Maps now, it's, it's all being updated, which is pretty good. Oh, really? Yeah. That's nice for the Germans. Yeah, when I went, there was only uh, one car in the car park. Hmm. And it was apparently one of the biggest cemeteries. Crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, you were saying you've been to Croatia, was it? Yes, I have been to Croatia. It was pretty good. Would go there again. Oh, I've been to Croatia. Bloody loved it. I drove from England to Croatia. It was, uh, took 21 hours driving. Really? Yeah. Um, we drove there with three cars. The first one containing the people who booked it, like we were in a group of friends. The second oh. car... And and they drove like the day before we drove, like let's say they drove around twelve of two o'clock like PM. Yeah. The second car drove like in the evening, like at twelve, like no, the late twelve. And we drove like at six or like at four, I think. And we past the people who drove at uh, 12 <laughs> because yeah, we were like that. we were hauling air on the autobahn <laughs> <laughs> and then we we had like a group chat where we would always send like uh, how long it will still take and how many kilometers like and like you could see like us, us catching up and then we went for like a stop and I found their car in the parking lot. Like I sent a photo of them. Really? Like a stalker, you know, they didn't see us. No way. Uh, yeah, just randomly really stopped at the same place. Yeah. Fuck, you know. When we drove, how, how long did it take you from where you was then to Croatia? Like 11 hours. You know. Yeah, we hauled ass. So you must have been sort of center of Germany-ish. Or... Yeah, we're pretty center in the west. Oh, yeah. Between and Frankfurt drove... and Dusseldorf, sort of. Uh, yeah, my uh, uh, girlfriend studies in Dusseldorf, actually. I live like two, like yeah, one and a half hours away. Oh, no. Like, if you come here, where I am right now, that's like uh, the center. You can go to Koblenz, Dusseldorf, Cologne, Frankfurt, all like big cities. They are like the same distance. Oh, It's a pretty good spot. Yeah, you just don't border, are you? Netherlands. Um, 
the Netherlands is like an hour and a half too. Ah, yeah, that's fucking round corner, that. Mm. Okay. Uh, and like uh, on the trip to Croatia, all the trip in Germany, like to Austria, we went like 200 kilometers an hour. Oh, fucking hell. Going yeah, for it. <laughs> that's not too fast, but it's okay. What what did I drive at? 60 mile an hour. 60 mile an hour, so I think that's about 100 kilometers. That's 100 kilometers an hour. Yeah, that's what what speed I had to drive at to get to Croatia. <laughs> that's so boring. It weren't too bad. We had um, a, a bus full of uni girls. Oh, that's not boring. Yeah, so as soon as we got into France, they did this thing called um, No Pants France. So, like, they literally took all the bottom half off while we drove through France. And uh, Like the pants or the underpants? Everything. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like, there's a toilet on the coach, obviously. So, like, you need... Well, it's a long drive. You've got to go to the toilet. So yeah. I got up to go to the toilet, and that's when I realised what they were doing. And he was like, oh, can you tell us when we come out of France? And I was like, why? What, what's going on? And he was like, oh, we're doing a no pants France. Don't worry, I'll tell you when we go out of France. <laughs> I think we got to, like, Switzerland by the time we told them. <laughs> How could the driver still focus on driving? <laughs> You've got to be a professional. But, hmm. you know, it's all fun and games. Well, it sounds like a really fun game to me. Oh, it was a proper good laugh, to be honest. It but really it's, like, it's like weird. Like once they, once you see someone naked, it loses like some of the thrill, you know? It's like the yeah, same yeah. with the sauna. Well, yeah, I never really thought of it like that. But it's it's still nice, and you would still like to see again, you know. But it's like nothing special, <laughs> but like still something, you know. Ah, hard to describe, but I think it's kind of funny. Oh, there was enough people on the coach to uh, for it not to get boring, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. But um, like, if you are on the autobahn again, you need to drive fast. Like, you have to do it at least once. Oh, I fucking wish we went through Germany because there's two ways we got told we can go to Croatia. It was through France, Italy, France, Switzerland, Italy. And then I think we went into Austria a bit. Should have, gone through, should have gone through Germany because we don't have mouth. Like uh, you don't have to pay to go on the autobahn, you know? Yeah, it's our boss was... Worried about, I think there's some fees or something for coaches. Thieves in Germany? No, fees like a charge. Yeah, that's not uh, possible in Germany. Uh, that's it, what I told you right now. We don't have any fees to go on the autobahn. My boss was on the understanding it would cost him about 400 euros. So he sent us the other way around, even though it was longer. Sent us mm. the other way around. 
which was annoying. Weird. Um, we was... Where, where... Sorry? Where did you go to Croatia? Like, uh, do you remember the city's name? Um, it could have been Karak. You mean Kar, R, Kar? Porak, uh, P-O-R-E-C. Oh, okay. Or it could have been? I think um, it was on the coast somewhere. Oh, yeah, it was correct. Hmm. I found found the hotel that we was at. Nice. Uh, like I was in Zelza. Zelza. Hmm? Is that inland or that? No, no, it's on the coast. It's like uh, next to Kirk. That's like an island. All right. The weird thing was, uh, like, I, when I was on vacation, I did some posts and, like, status and everything, you know, like, you do sometimes, yeah. don't do it anymore, but, like, uh, on a status, like, uh, a colleague from school answered, like, I was still in my apprenticeship, uh, and a guy from that school answered to my status and was like, yo, dude, where the fuck you at? And I was like, there and there, like I sent him my location and he sent me his location and we were like one and a half kilometers apart. No way. Yeah, actually. <laughs> you have a spooky coincidence with meeting up with people. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and next week you'll be telling me that you're in the UK somewhere near me. Just randomly. No. <laughs> Have you ever been to the UK? No. No? No. It's not the best place in the world. There's nicer places. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just never felt like going there. Because, like, on a vacation, I don't want to have shit and cold weather. <laughs> That's it. you got to prepare for a bit of rain. Just like Ireland, that's where I would have gone to. Oh, I want to go to Ireland. Or, or like Scotland. I went to Scotland over Christmas. I went traveling over Christmas around the UK. So I went down to Dover. And then I went back up to Scotland. Did over a thousand miles just traveling. Me and my oh, dog. That's nice. Yeah, I Did love getting out. Did you travel in like a camper? Yeah, in my van. Uh, um, yeah, it's fucking got a little bed in the back of it. Get me a little campfire and all my little bits and just set off. Yeah, that's like nice. It's like it's like an adventure trip more than a vacation. Oh, uh, have you ever heard of Stonehenge? I'm guessing you have. Yeah. Well. We stayed, well, I stayed about an hour away from Stonehenge on winter solstice. So it's like the first day of winter or something. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I didn't even think that it was the winter solstice. So I turned up to this random ass car park on my first night thinking that it's going to be quiet as 
And honestly, it was so busy. It was proper busy. And um, these t- two girls come over and they was like, oh, do you have, do we have any fellow solstices? I was like, what? Like, oh, it's the winter solstice. Like, is that what you're here for? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it, apparently, like, they all do rituals at Stonehenge on winter and summer solstice. That's yeah, why that's, it was so busy. That's weird. Yeah, they were telling me, like, they go and pay respect to the ancestors or something. That's mm. what it's all about. But and then afterwards, I found out that it it's not just like a ritual where you're all like singing and dancing. Apparently, they all get naked and everything. And so, why are you getting naked so much? <laughs> I don't have a clue. <laughs> I thought Germans are all about getting naked, but I think UK people are too. Um, like where, where can I find those uni girls? Fuck. <laughs> oh, go to Hull. That's where he was from. Hmm? Hull. H-U-L-L. A shithole yeah. in Britain. Yeah, I don't know. No. You don't want to anyways, like my my uh, balls are in the safe already and my girlfriend has to be. <laughs> That's it. You couldn't even go if you tried. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not worth it anymore no sounds like a good girl so don't want to risk losing her hmm? you don't want to risk losing her exactly you don't have a profile picture right on whatsapp Um, I thought I did well I never saw one oh I have to put one on. Like oh, speaking yeah. of my speaking of my girl, like she asked if I have like a picture of you, like what you look like, or if I'm just talking to a random ass stranger like that. <laughs> I was like, I am talking to a random ass stranger like that. And she was like, Yeah, that's, that's so fucking weird. And I I'm like, no. I think it's cool that you can talk to random people like this. Yeah, me too. But she doesn't understand. And she Got me interested in what you look like. Um, I can send you a picture quickly if you want. Yeah. Then I have it like might... a picture of you in my mind if you tell me like those stories. It might uh, go off because I'm going to go off WhatsApp. Uh, onto WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see. Second. Are you on WhatsApp yet? Yeah. Because it's not off. Oh, really? Yes. Must have just been Google then. Mm, Maybe. I will try to go to WhatsApp. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm trying to find my pictures now. Shit attacking pictures. One second, gallery. Oh, how tall are you? Uh, that's a good question because I think English people are pretty small, aren't they? Um, I think the average over here is about five ten, five eleven. You do it in feet. But what's that in meters? 
you now I can hear you. Yeah, I don't know why why it went off then. Um, so the average I'm, is five, ten, five, eleven. Yeah, now I'm six like, foot two. What? Six foot two? Really? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's you, you proper look like what I imagined you to look like. <laughs> I hope that's a good thing. Well, yeah, why not? I look British. British. Red hair, very non-tanned, like very white. Oh, very pale. I burn yeah. instantly in the sun. In Germany, if someone is really pale and like we want to mess with them, we say they have a basement tan. <laughs> I've never heard that one, Aubrey. Yeah. No, I think it's pretty fitting. Basement. We, we say um, you got a milk bottle tan, or you look like a milk bottle. Oh, that's not nice either. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So you're kind of tall. Yeah, I'm taller than most people, I think. Which is not pretty taller good. Than me. How tall are you? Six three. Oh, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> if I wore some thick shoes I'd be the same height <laughs> yeah like I could, <coughs> could just wear fake shoes too what's the average height in Germany uh, I know it in meters what's that in meters well in uh, uh, for women it's like 170 and for men it's like 180 170 is pretty tall, isn't it? Huh? 170 is pretty tall for a woman. Well, it's the average here. 170 centimeters in feet. Oh, five foot five. That's not too bad. And for men, it's 180. What's that? Uh, five foot nine. Really? Yeah. That would be new to me that the British average is bigger than the German average because we are like pretty high up with the averages. Uh, I'm just aver Googling average British height. Um, the average English woman, five foot three. And the average man is five foot nine. Oh. So. I thought it was 5, 10, 5, 11, to be fair. Yeah, I was wondering already, because like the, the highest average is in uh, Netherlands. I love a Google. I fucking love Google. Well, it's a good thing and a bad thing at once. Yeah, oh, that can't be right. It is right, trust me. People in the Netherlands are pretty tall. Average of six foot. Yeah, that's that seems about right. Fucking hell, you tall bastards. Have you ever heard the word lanky? Lanky, no. Oh, it's horrible. I don't like it, me. It just means tall. Right. You lanky bastard. But I, I don't know what it is. When people call me lanky, it's, oh, it's disgusting. 
My friend's house is a um, 200-year-old cottage. And all the doorways are dead, well, small. <laughs> and I've got a duck yeah. going into them all. Because right, in the wartime, or just before the wartime, fucking everyone seemed to be like four or five foot over here. It was weird. Well, it's the same in Europe. Really? Yeah, and since I go to houses like and install shit for a living, I, I've been to some quite uh, small basements. <clears throat> Strange how we've just got taller over recent years. Uh, I think it's pretty natural. You reckon? Yeah, like we can eat what we want. We can eat much. We don't have like enemies. Uh, so we can just thrive as a as a species. Well, yeah. There's not as much stress. Well. Exactly. Not not stress like there was back then where there were famines and stuff. Hmm. But they're talking about fucking world food shortage coming soon. Yeah, but like, yeah, not in our part of the world, but that will come too. Yeah, I think it'll come sort of next year, if anything. I think All two these... billion people, like if there would be like two billion people less, that would be pretty good for the world. I've, I've always said this, if there was less people on the planet, it'd be better. But... If like, if like nothing against them, but like the African regions were just not populated and would be used for resources and like energy building and everything, that would be a good... Thing. Yeah, I think the way the world's divided at the minute, like Africa's so big, and like I don't know how many people are in Africa, but if you sort of dispersed everyone more efficiently, I think the land could get used better. And yeah, exactly. Like Australia, I know this because I fucking love the place. It's the size of America. And America's got 330 million people. And Australia's got 24 million. Yeah, well, you can't really populate much of Australia. Um, I think you'd be surprised. Right. If you dig down, there is a lot of water underneath. That's how all okay. these farms um, irrigate and stuff. They just dig down, find a waterway and suck it up. Um, because like there's got to be some water there for the plants and stuff to grow. That's that's right, but yet again, there are plants in the desert too. Yeah, desert plants that don't really need much water. I won't want to be stuck in the outback anyway, not without yeah, digging gear. Wouldn't have much water there. Water. <laughs> I just love it. I see what you did there. Oh, I see what you did there. Oh, you see what I did there. <laughs> nah. I went to um, sort of the outback when I was over there. It was classed as the outback, but you was only sort of an hour in. Mm -hmm. um, and that was quite populated, really. 
like your nearest farmer was about well nearest nearest neighbor was about 15 20 minute drive That's cool, but yeah uh, scary. very lonesome Like, if there's some, like it's cool all the way, but if something happens, you're fucked. well when I was over there the farmer I was working for one of his neighbors died while I was there and he told me what happened and um, he went out horse riding with his family on his land and um, he was with his kids and his wife and that and he got bit by a brown snake which is like pretty deadly um, and because he knew by the time he got to his house and then got to a hospital he'd have been dead anyway he sort of told his family to go ahead without him and then sort of died in the field because Mm -hmm. Oh, he, I guess he took it pretty good. yeah he knew that help was too far away so Yeah, he that's just like the thing that's pretty fucked about Australia. yeah everyone I know like I tell everyone to go to Australia if they can go just because it changes who you are and um Everyone over here is like, oh, no, there's spiders and scorpions. you got to check your shoes. And it it's nowhere near as bad as what they made, make out on TV and stuff. Hmm. Like, Yeah, I've always wanted to travel there. if you ever get the opportunity, you just go and do it, honestly. It is amazing. Yeah, I will someday. And Oh, I have like an interesting question for you. Yeah. What's like the British opinion on German people? Do we have like a good uh, recognition or? What's the Yeah. word? Yeah, definitely a good recognition. Um I think the only stigma that German people have is Hitler. Right. But everyone knows that that's not who you, who Germany is anymore. Yeah, but like if, if you'd ask like a schoolboy, what's like, what are Germans like? Like, what would they say? You know what I mean? Um, I think they'd say angry. Angry. Yeah, just because of the language sounds dead aggressive. That's not very nice. It's it's not nice, but like they don't they don't mean angry in like an aggressive way. They mean like the language just sounds like it's shouting at you. It's the same with Scottish people. Like Scotland's people think. They're dead angry because their accents sounds aggressive. German as a language is very direct like you can be very 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 specific if you describe something there are like very specific words that English actually adopted into the English language Yeah, the English language is so strange. It's a bit of Roman, uh, like a bit of Latin. we we've used a word doppelganger Oh, yeah, we use that. that. That's German. <laughs> yeah, it sounds German.
it is German. It is 100% German and it was 100% straight copied to English. Is it? It is. Oh, uh. I can't think of any other words. That... Yeah, because English didn't have a word for that, so they copied our word. Well, the Queen is part German, isn't she? Uh, yeah, I guess. The royal family's got German in, in the blood. It's... That's one thing that I find strange about Britain and like the whole empire thing. We class ourselves as British and like a United King because it just cut off and said your recording's finished. Oh, oh. <laughs> didn't realize. Well, you don't realize how many Germans are around the world. There's a lot mm. of Germans. Do you did you know Germany? Uh, German almost became like the international language. Really? Yes. Like American English became the international language because of all their media. And back when America was like founded and everything, there were like many English people and many German people. And there was a voting on what national language to use. And I think less than 10 votings. Uh, were like a difference between German and English like a few more votings for German and German would have become the language fucking hell that's interesting yes oh uh, the only reason I think English is so worldwide is because of the empire you mean the same empire that conquered like 170 countries and just yeah. off? like I was a good empire and every other empire that ever conquered another land is like hated for it and you know yeah Britain seems to be sort above, of celebrated above all the things yeah we got very lucky with that you got pretty lucky that uh, there wasn't a point in history where some of the 170 countries united and were like, let's fuck them up. Yeah, I never, never understood that, especially like the Indian side and the African side of things. We did some really, really terrible things over there and there weren't, there weren't any sort of uprising against, the, not that could fight back because they had spears and stuff and we had guns but like they even joined us in world war one and two and stuff and it was why would you help a country that's been oppressing you for so long maybe they had stockholm syndrome is that where you fall in love with your captor exactly yeah maybe we just sort of help their economy and stuff and maybe that's why Mm, we're slaughtering people. Yeah, this, I know if it was the other way around and people tried doing that to Britain, we'd we won't like it and we'd fight against it. Yes. Although I don't think we would anymore. <clears throat> Everyone I know would not go fight in the army. Yeah. The, the, the love for the queen and country sort of thing is long. Long, long dead. 
Did do you know about the German attacks on Britain in World War One? Was that the blitz? With, with the airships. Oh, the um, oh, the blitz. Yeah, they they are called Zeppelin. Ah, oh, right, filled with hydrogen, were they? They all blew up. Yeah, exactly. Like where the German people were like, ah. Oh. That won't do much damage, but we can do it just like a show of power that they sail to London. Fucking German in and the war. I Very always funny. I always thought German politics in war were like brilliant. Like they are so straightforward with politics, especially in World War One, you know. I've always said this and it's I don't think it's very popular opinion but what like what do you know about the thing with americans and their shotguns no what do you mean in world war one germany used like gas like uh, poison gas on like so many occasions and so regularly like very bad poison gas that would oh, like yeah. melt Chlorine your lungs gas and stuff like uh, yeah exactly and that was like horrible and everything but when like american people showed up for war and they had like shotguns which were like pretty useful in trenches the german kaiser or like german high-ups would send letters to the usa uh like saying something like, yeah, why don't you stop using shotguns? It's so inhumane and everything. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. War is very strange. You could kill people, yeah. but just not like that. Like, yeah, but like in the meanwhile, using poisonous gas and everything. Um, was it America that used flamethrowers or was it Germany? It was Germany. And they got they they got banned as well. Uh, you know yeah, how to use a flame. America, America used it in Vietnam War, but Germany used it in World War One and World War Two. Yeah, uh, America used napalm, weren't it? Exactly, an Agent Orange. Oh, uh, yeah. Fucking. And, uh, do, do you know about the German sniper trees in World War One? Yeah, they were weird. I've actually that, that, been inside what, one. Yeah, what like what a genius idea. We'll take that tree, cut it down, we'll make a 3D model out of it, put it back, <laughs> and then we'll have someone inside it with a gun. <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck? <laughs> That's Imagine so being genius. that man inside yeah. the Oh my that, god. That would have been a med lead. A what? Med lead. Oh, mad lad. Exactly. Yeah, it's, I remember learning about them, and I was just like, they really cut down a tree and then made a fake one and put someone inside it. I'm like, yep. And then I went and stood inside one. I was like, this is uh, weird. The, the German tank there, you know? When British came with uh, tanks, the German just made a gun bigger. So it could uh, kill tanks. It's the Germans one... were amazing in the war. I, I know was... that sounds bad. Yeah, but they were. 
It's it's really just a big rifle <laughs> with big bullets to kill tanks. So was, straightforward. Uh, when I did all the World War One tours and two tours and stuff. You told me about when Germany fell at the end. All the mm -hmm. scientists and stuff, because they were that good, they all got mm -hmm. asylum in America. Exactly, America. and that's why America has another. Yeah, that's that's why they're so far advanced now, I think, because they had a bit of exactly. help. Exactly. Most of the far advanced technology actually comes from Germany or Germans, and it's kind of cool. There's a conspiracy that hasn't really been proved, but apparently Hitler was working with aliens on technology, like, which I thought was not too far-fetched because of all the technology that Germany invented at the time. It sort of just come from nowhere. So... I don't know how true it is, but maybe the aliens were helping Germany. If you look at the German history from on the industrial in a revolution, you will see Germany always advanced that fast from the point on. Was um, Nikola Tesla German? No, he was Russian. Oh, was he Russian? Einstein was German, though. Ah, that's who I was thinking of. I knew there was someone really famous. You know, what, you know what's pretty sad about Einstein? What's that? Uh, like, his last words were in German, but the nurse didn't speak German, so they are not... Uh, oh, no. Not known. Oh, that's sad. It's pretty sad. That would be pretty interesting to know. Yeah, I wonder what he, wonder what goes through the brain of a a, a guy like that. Hmm. How how does one's brain work when you're that intelligent? And dying. As if he had no family around him when he when he died. Hmm. Maybe it was at night. Ah, yeah. I I think I know the last words of Stephen Hawking. They must have been like something like da 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 da. <laughs> oh, I did not expect that. <laughs> yeah, I just oh. thought of that joke like <laughs> window shutting down. <laughs> mm -hmm. He was a clever guy. Oh yeah, and his theories were right, and that's pretty good. He had um, he come up with the theory behind time travel. That yes, but actually he was Russian, I think. Wouldn't surprise me. There's not many clever British people that I, apart from Alan Turing, he was pretty clever. Hmm. I he don't brought, know who that is. He um, brought the Enigma code. Ah, Germany, yes, exactly. I know, I know who that is. And what Britain did to that man. Yeah, they this... killed him. Oh, no, they, they uh, castrated him and then he did suicide. Yeah, chemically castrated him because he was gay. gay. 
God, yeah, you treat horrible. your people. You treat your people right. No, Fuck. we're just fucking hell. We're horrible. Fucking, I'm really, really ashamed of British history. Maybe you should immigrate to Germany. Uh, I want to immigrate to Australia. I feel Australian. Yeah, that's cool too. Do, do, or do you know the cool story about the Australian soldiers in World War One with the German tank? No. Well, in World War One, Germany only had like around 20 tanks they built themselves. Otherwise, they would like capture British tanks or France French tanks and like just use that running again, you know. Uh, but <laughs> there were like 20 tanks from Germany. Uh, the tanks were the A7Bs. They were like uh, a behemoth, like huge. Uh, and one of them got stuck in the mud and was like uh, facing in a way that it could shoot neither Germans or, nor the Australians on the front. And it was like in the no man's land between the fronts, you know? Yeah. And one night, uh, the Australian chaps were like, hey, it's not useful anymore, but let's just take the tank because we can. And they like risked their lives and everything to capture the German tank. And they did, and they managed it and brought it back to New Zealand, actually. And it was like discovered like a hundred years later or something. And it was actually the only remaining A7V tank. Really? Yeah, so cool. Fucking hell. Them Australians are crazy bastards. Yeah, I like it. Right. I think that's because of, well, depends which Australians you're on about, the Aboriginals or the immigrated ones. But Mm. the immigrated people, they were all British convicts and prison guards, weren't they? That was another great uh, thing of Britain to do. Let's just take all the convicts and do them <laughs> and put them on an island where peaceful Aborigines live. Yes, yeah. sounds like them. The Aboriginals in Australia still to this day don't forgive the. Yeah, and it's understandable. The Aboriginals are like the oldest, no, one of the oldest known races of humans. Yeah, it's really understandable that they are mad at Britain. Yeah, well, I'm in two minds, obviously, because I'm British. I see it from our perspective. And even though Australia is such a young country, like I think it's only 200 years old. Hmm. The Aboriginals still didn't have the wheel, which, you know, I think not just based on that alone, but what has become of Australia because of the convicts were sent there. Like the Aboriginals all get tax relief to get benefits and things like that just for being Aboriginal. You should maybe look at it in another way. The thing Australia has become is something good for our Western people, like from our point of view. But from the point of view of the people whose land it is, it's not good, you know. So it is not good. I've always struggled with that 
seeing it from that side because what would the Aboriginals want for their country if the mod- maybe just to live their their culture and lives? It would have been a very tough lifestyle, very very tough. And yeah, in our point of view. Well, but it's not about us. Yeah, that's one way of thinking of it. <laughs> I just struggle to think like, I, I know they lived in tribes and things like that. Like, the the world as a whole is modernized, and I, I find it difficult to understand how you wouldn't want to modernize. Like. I can understand how you don't want to modernize because it makes everything very really complicated. Like it's so good, but so bad at the same time because now you know what you can have, and that is the worst thing that can happen. Because if you know what you can have, you get like you get like envy and grief and everything. But if you like live a simple life you can be much happier with less things. Yeah, I think you're spot on with that because you've got options sort of you have more of a desire to want them things. Hmm. But I don't I think that's a society thing. I don't think that's a evolutionary thing. Like if you ask an Aboriginal would they rather start a fire with sticks and stones or with a match? I think that all Aboriginals would use a match because it's easier. Yes, but then again, they would uh, want to use it again and again, and it's just not their lifestyle, and they will be dependent on it. Yeah. At what point do you do you say that with technology? is bad sort of thing like the invention of a lighter to me is a good invention because it makes lighting fires easier but like you said i think um it's not the technology that's the problem but it's the society with the technology if you had the same society with no technology it would work better but if you yeah. have the technology with another society, it would be perfect. Yeah, I think society is a problem, not technology. Because like the internet, it, it's so helpful in ways, but it's the way that it's used by society that corrupts it. Yeah. Like, I was reading a story about um, an inventor who invented um, an engine that ran on just water alone. (laughs) Oh, no. Not that. Yeah, they didn't even try to cover that up. Yeah, and (laughs) they they killed him off. Yeah, it's not like they they didn't cover it up. He just died, and everyone shut up about it because no one wanted to be the next person to die. Yeah. It's like... Epstein didn't kill himself either. Like, yeah, don't forget about that. No, Epstein didn't kill himself. 
assisted suicide. <laughs> oi, oi, oi. Fucking hell. It, it amazes me how we can all see these things, but nothing changes. It boils my piss. It's just uh, that's because everyone thinks, oh, I can't do nothing. Oh, I can't do nothing. Like, yeah, you can do nothing. But in a union, we can do something. But that doesn't even form because everyone is pussy as fuck. I was just um, learning about that Julian Assange guy. You know, WikiLeaks. Have you heard of WikiLeaks? Yes. The, The guy who created that is now in the process of being extradited back to America. Yeah, and, exactly. And he's pretty much got a death sentence if he goes back to America. And all he's Where done he... is publish what someone else has given. Yeah, but like, where's he at the moment? He's currently in the UK, apparently. Yeah, why are you surrendering him? You're like, so... Yeah. Um, because of our relationship with America, isn't it? What about Edward Snowden? He did something good too. Yeah, he's kind of somehow got away with what he's done. Obviously, he's not allowed to be found, but... Because he's in Russia. Is that where he is, Russia? Yeah. They're never going to give him up now. (laughs) No, never, never. never. It's fucking... He's done quite a few podcasts that I'll listen to, that guy. Mm, he's an he's, interesting guy. Very interesting. I worry about that Julian Assange guy, though, because it's it's current sort of knowledge that he is going to be extradited. And it all got done during COVID. And so no one notices. Like yeah. every... every uh... Big sports event like the World Championship in uh, soccer, football, you know. Mm-hmm. Every time that comes around, politicians try to do some rules that no one notices. I know one thing that happened over here while COVID was happening, and um, it was a, a law against protesting. So really? now that, yeah, the police now have the power to stop anyone making any noise, any form of protest. That's horrible. horrible. And they have law now to stop and search anyone for no reason, which I think is disgusting. It is disgusting. It's, uh, I do wish that they never banned guns over here just because of what is going on in politics right now. Now, a put would be much uh, harder. Pardon? Uh, a put. Like to break the uh, regime? Yeah. To like uh, kill the king uh, in some sort, you know? The clearest. Yeah, revolution. To do a revolution. Well, that's. Have you ever heard of Guy Fawkes? Huh? Have you ever heard of the story of Guy Fawkes? No. In Britain, we uh, celebrate something called Bonfire Night. Um, and it's on the 5th of November. 
It was like a little rhyme. Remember, remember the 5th of November, gunpowder, treason and plot. Hmm. And it was a group of people like got together to assassinate, the, I think it was King Charles at the time. Okay. And they put loads and loads of barrels of gunpowder in the Houses of Parliament. And it was right underneath where the king was going to be. And they caught Guy Fawkes, the guy at the who was going to set it all off. Hmm. And and that's why we still celebrate to this day Guy Fawkes, because he was going to overthrow the king. And ever but since then... No, he didn't. <laughs> why didn't he? Um, because the story goes, when he was in the basement setting everything up, a security guard found the gate was open a bit so they went down to have a look why is this gate open and they found a man down there and Guy Fox, he nearly got away with it apparently he was just like oh I'm just doing a bit of servicing or whatever and I'm going to leave but and then they found a little bit of black powder on his shoe so when they had a look at that they realised that's gunpowder and then they saw all these barrels and was like, well, we'll have a look at these barrels. Oh, <laughs> sad. So, yeah. But it's very strange that we're still allowed to celebrate something like that. Yeah, that's that's kind of strange. Yeah. Um, going back to the gun thing, in Australia, I think it was in the 80s or the 90s, they changed the law on guns so that you weren't allowed to own them other than hunting purposes sort of thing. Mm. And they paid everyone who brought the guns in, they paid them money for the guns. So now Australia is a no-gun society. And if you look at, I don't know if you know much about what happened during COVID in Australia. But I don't. It overnight turned into almost a dictatorship. So everyone had to have the vaccine. You weren't allowed anywhere outside your area without a vaccine or anything like that. Mm. You weren't you weren't allowed to sort of discuss it having a vaccine. And they had camps, COVID camps they called them. And if you got COVID, you got sort of taken to a camp. That's pretty rough but pretty uh, effective it was pretty rough and like I say it was effective but I don't think COVID was bad enough to warrant such an action well I don't think it's wrong or right either I think that if you're a free country like you say you are you shouldn't be putting anyone in a camp because of a medical condition. Uh, right. Well, let me tell you about German laws. I wanted to tell you when you told me about the law change in Britain with like the protests, uh, when Germany was first made, like the, the fourth time, uh, Maybe, like, even the Weimar Republic that uh, Hitler killed. Uh, yeah. Even back then, there were, like, 
they made these rules, uh, Grundgesetz, they are called, it's like the basic rules. And they made them so they are unchangeable, like no politic ever can change them. Really? Yes, they are set and no one can change them. And if they tried, it would be like really, really, really hard. And it's so unlikely it could ever change because then there would have to be like uh, a voting with like everyone, you know? Yeah. It's like uh, they are like funny big rules and a, a much smaller rules all around, you know? Like the first, first rule in Germany is no one and no one can ever touch your honor or as a human being. What does that no, mean? Like no one can question you as a human being or no one can tell you you're not a human being or like no one can take your pride or anything, you know? Yeah. You always shall be treated as a human being. That's very good. Yeah, and then there's the right for free speech. Everyone can think what they want and everyone can say their opinion openly and freely and without hesitation, you know. Is that, that still is, enforced today? Yeah, that is. If uh, that it's not like uh, endangering the state, you know, as yeah. like Nazi politics. But exceptionally, you can do everything. You can post everything and like ask everything. And like it's enforced. Like, yes, it is enforced. You can't change it. And the press, like the news, shall always be uh, neutral to politics. Like politicians can't change news. But like that's not enforceable anymore but it's still that rule that sounds pretty good yeah and there are like many more and it's like very very good to have them like very good to have them you, I, that got me thinking when you said uh, the free speech one and uh, another is water Water. water is in the rights too because as a human being you need it so much it can't be monetized really yes so you don't pay for water in Germany yes you do pay but it's like only the maintenance and everything you pay you know oh yeah it's not the water yourself you're paying for alright so we have like very small water bills like for the half a year I had to pay 100 euros and I use very much water. Okay, now over here we have two different kinds of either a fixed rate or a water meter. So the more water you use, the more you pay. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's the same here, but like it, it's still not for the water, it's just for the. Uh, Delivering of the water, you know, maintenance, delivering the process. I think most could, countries should be like that. Yeah, 
But if you look at Germany, we have so many rivers, like uh, there's no place in Germany that does not have running water. Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of Europe's got a lot of rivers flowing through most places, hasn't it? Yeah, they have. New Zealand, they tax water, especially for the farmers. That's hard. Oh, it's, it's not allowed here. I think it's disgusting that you can tax farmers for water. Mm -hmm. the, uh, like they need to have it and you need to have them farmers. Yeah. New Zealand's very strict. Very, very strict. Um, they're fucking taxing farts and stuff from cows and everything now. Well, taxing is very hard in Germany too. Yeah. It is. Like you pay so much tax on your like uh, income and on everything you buy. So it's like double tax. Okay. Isn't well, it the um, same in the UK? Like don't you pay, pay tax on everything you buy? Yeah, we have a, something called VAT. Value-added tax. Hmm. So I think it's everything other than fresh goods has VAT. Really? Yeah. Uh, there was a massive uproar not long ago about a sausage roll. Um, sausage roll? Yeah. That's so specific. Exactly. That's us British, we like to moan about the pettiest things. Um, apparently the sausage roll didn't come under the VAT rule but because it's cut and it's served hot it falls under the VAT rule hmm. and like everyone kicked off oh are you taxing sausage rolls oh no <laughs> that's just so fucking weird <laughs> yeah, it's just so brilliant sausage rolls too you bastard <laughs> And um, but yeah, we are quite taxed over here. So the average person gets taxed twenty percent of their wage. That's um, not much. I don't think it's that much, but it's the national insurance that we have to pay as well is ten percent. So I think overall, your wage gets taxed thirty percent. Mm, that would be so nice. Why would you get taxed more in Germany? 46% in my taxing. Really? In my taxing. Yeah, they're like different groups, groupings on how you get taxed. And yeah. like, take me, I'm not married. I live alone. Uh, on the paper, I live alone and shit. Like, I, I'm young and everything. Uh, I get taxed up to 46%. Wow. Do you earn good like, money to... I earn, without tax, I earn like uh, 2,800. But like I, I get like fees and everything, like I get extras. So after tax, I have like 2,100 maybe. But like without all the extras, it would be like uh, 1,800, 1,900. Wow. 
I'm just having a quick Google of the exchange rate. And after taxes, it seems like we get paid roughly the same as what we get paid. So I can't tell if that's a higher hourly rate compared to over here. Well, my hourly rate is like 16.11. 16 euro. Yeah, so that's 13 pound over here, which is a really good wage. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was on 13 pound an hour as a bus driver. And that's classed as professional work. That's well, I sure hope I have a good wage compared because I did that three and a half year training. Oh, uh, yeah, that'll be why you're on a good. What's the minimum wage? Uh, it. I think it got cranked up to 10 euros. 10 something. 10, 10 euros? Yeah, that's nothing compared to Sweden. Fucking hell, that's fuck all. What's Sweden's? Yeah, Google it. Or like Norway. I think Sweden was it with a very high minimum wage. Sweden minimum wage. 185 sec an hour. That's 185, 185 sec. Fuck it out. 15 quid. Yes, that's so crazy. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's a lot. <laughs> I know Australian seem pretty high. Australia minimum wage. Twenty dollars. Oh. It's 11 quid over here. I thought Australian minimum wage was really good. Which Well, it's not bad either. Compared to the English one. I think it's £9 over here. Oh, £9.50. How much? £9.50. That's not much less in German. No, I, me and my friend worked it out once. Well, it was before I went to Australia, so it was a good fucking seven years ago. If you earn £100, you get taxed 30%, so you're only left with £70. Mm -hmm. So you got £70 to yourself, and then on everything you buy, there's 20%. VAT. So technically, your money's only worth half of what you get paid hmm. because everything's taxed. <laughs> so it's like a 40% tax. It's more like because of 20% VAT plus a 30% on your wage. Well, fuck. But it's it's worse if you earn, I think it's over £45,000 a year, you get taxed 50% of your wage. 
I think is so ridiculous that you're allowed to take half of someone's money for working. Yeah, and then not giving back. Yeah. This whole idea of tax the rich is wrong. Because... What? Tax the rich? Tax the rich is very right. No, very wrong. I think so, right. anyway. Because I think people only think tax the rich because they're not rich. Let's say you worked and trained in school to earn, let's say, a million euros a year. You worked your ass off, you lost friendships and everything like that because you was working so much. And then someone comes up to you and says, you should pay more tax. Like, well, I've worked harder than you to get to this position, so why should I pay more tax? But it's not about them paying more taxes. It's about them paying the equal taxes because most rich people don't pay them most because people... of some privilege shit. So the way the rich get round taxes is through expenses and things. And that's what people don't like. Mm -hmm. But if you are following the law, There's nothing wrong in it. It's just that the average person doesn't do it. Like, I thought about it myself. If I set up a company that didn't trade any money, I wasn't selling anything, and all I did was pay myself through that company. So I work in this caravan company, yeah? Mm-hmm. If I use that wage to pay my company for, I don't know, a phone contract that I need, a car that I need, I will get all the tax benefits of the company. Hmm. But most people aren't smart enough to do that, so they would rather complain that the rich are doing it when anyone can sure. do it. But the rich can do it in like a very different way. Yeah, they through can. Assets, through assets and buying stuff. And that's what the poor can't do. Um, I think that I think that the poor can and do have more benefits than the rich person. I, I genuinely do think that. Mm, like Because, what? Like, you're not not checked up on as much by the tax man. So if I wanted to, I know it's illegal, but if I was working all time and then I got a second cash in hand job, no one's ever going to investigate me for that. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're rich and you was trying to hide your money, the tax man will be looking straight at you. And The poor person doesn't want to work more than they should because they feel like they shouldn't have to. But and then they'll complain that they're not getting paid what they're worth sort of thing. Whereas the tax the rich person will do everything he can to earn as much money as he can. So he should have the opportunity to at least get a tax break on it, I think. Mm -hmm. Because... <clears throat> 
That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, he's getting checked up on more. He has to prove more things and he has a lot more responsibility. Like, you working for the rich person, if his business went under, you wouldn't have a job. So there's no one thanking the person for creating the business that you work for. That's the divide between the rich and the poor, I think. It's... When when you say poor, I don't I don't like to say poor because no one's poor, they just have a poor attitude. Mm, I don't think that's particularly right. No. Because if you are poor, you like if you don't have much money, you can't really do much stuff. Sometimes you get in a situation where you can't do shit because of medical situation or something like that. And that person is very poor. Medical issues aside, because obviously, if you've got, if you can't walk, you can't do something that another person can do. So, if you take the medical issue out of it, why can't someone work as hard as the next person? <coughs> I, I struggle with it because. <clears throat> There's a lot of rich people that have been poor, and I know one of them. He earns over half, I think it's, I don't know his actual figure, but I know he earns almost half a million a year. And hmm. he comes from a council family. I, he got His family got benefits when he was younger. And hmm. he went to school. He worked as hard as he can to raise through the ranks to get to the position he's at now. And you take anyone without any medical issues and ask them to do what he's done and they'll tell you to do one. It's too much hard work. And it's it's that attitude. Yeah, it's, it's a mental... Yeah, it's an attitude thing. And it's like not anyone can do anything. You know, we're not all the same. Yeah, we're not all the same, which I understand. I just think that your attitude to life could could be different. It's something you can change. It's, if, if you're in a survival situation, this is how I see it, if you're in a survival situation where it's life or death, the hard work idea will go out of the window and you're just like, I have to do it. Mm -hmm. but because uh, could you excuse me for a minute yeah yeah I just got brought uh, some food and I want some more <laughs> I will get some more I have returned with tortellini tortellini yes that pasta uh, it's a kind of pasta oh no What you're having with that is like a creamy sauce or mm. cheese from a goat. Some goat, um, cheese. goat cheese, yes. Uh, some gewürz, like uh, you know, greens, like small. Oh, yeah. What did you like call them? Gewürz. Gewürz, yes. All right. Spices. Oh. 
Yes, spices, I think it's called in English. Ah. And uh, salad and some. Sounds mm. nice. Yeah. Did your girlfriend make it? Yes. <laughs> Is she the cook? Uh, kind of. <laughs> you don't want to say that in front of her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I see. You should really try German food if you are in Germany. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely come to Germany soon. I've never, well, like I said last time, I've only ever crossed the border. Like, Hit me up, I will show you around. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. I will be your tour guide. What is camping like in Germany? Hmm. I always did it as a kid. We had like uh, two caravans on a like stationary place. Oh, really? Mm. Mm. Oh, it was very very chill I, w- I wouldn't mind a caravan but they're just so expensive like a caravan is uh, the thing you put behind a, a car and you pull it right yeah yeah then it is caravan because there's like the thing you can drive itself you know? Oh, a motorhome. Huh? Mobile home, exactly. Yeah. But we have caravans. Ah. We have a... Yeah. We don't have many motorhomes over here. Hmm. We have a lot of caravans. But the uh, motorhome scene is certainly taking off. Hmm. Right. Hmm. I don't know if I'd class mine as a motorhome. Because it's got a bed in it. And it's a van. I don't think uh, it's a mobile home. No, I, think I don't. It's a Pardon? Maybe it's a camper. Yeah, I struggled with the difference between motorhome and camper van. Well, I think camper van is just something smaller. And actually... I lied. I we had a motorhome when I was very little. Oh really? We went to France with it and Belgium. Oh nice. But I can't remember. I remember the first time I ever went to Belgium. I uh, me and my friend took a random road trip to France. It was just on a weekend. We was like, "Fuck it, we'll go to France. Why not?" And then. When we got into France, I fucking we got off the boat at like four in the morning. We found just a side road off the motorway and slept in the car. Mm-hmm. And then the day after, we we literally didn't have any plan. We were just like, we'll, we'll drive somewhere. And my friend mm-hmm. was like, oh, we'll we'll drive to Belgium. I was like, all right. And I fell asleep on the way, and I woke up into, I think it was. Uh, Antwerp, we woke up. Where? Antwerp. Antwerpen. Yeah, Antwerpen. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just so beautiful. Like, it was the outskirts of Antwerp. It was all these dead 
old piney villagey type buildings. And I thought I woke up in heaven, to be fair. It was so nice. You thought you were dead. <laughs> Honestly, I thought I'd died and woke up in heaven. It was so beautiful. Hmm. And then ever since that, I've just loved Belgium. <laughs> and the chocolate's very good as well. That's true. Used to get free chocolate as a corks driver. It was brilliant. Where did you a, get free chocolate? Uh, there's a place called Oh Purdue, I think it was called, and it was on the motorway leaving Belgium. It was a little chocolate factory place, hmm. and if you was a coach driver and you took your passengers there, you used to get twenty pound for each driver. And you got like little bags of chocolate for free. So that's good. That's pretty cool. It's good for the driver, good for the customer because mm. they get to experience a chocolate factory, Belgium. And it's good for the chocolate factory itself because they get 30 people sort of every hour in there spending money. Mm. Yeah, very good. I do miss driving for a living hmm. but it's not good for a social life <clears throat> because you're away from home yeah and the hours are always evenings the um, the jobs that you do are always for customers sort of thing hmm That's why I look forward to having like a job <clears throat> you can do from a PC, you know. Oh yeah. Because I want to have that freedom. Yeah. And because I'm like, you know how autistic people sometimes have that island uh, skill. The what? Sorry. Like uh, autistic people sometimes have a skill. One particular. Oh, yeah. Where they are good at. What is it called? Autism. No, not autism, but like the skill. If you have like one particular skill that you, are, that you are better in than the rest. Yeah, like specialist. So you don't have a word for that, I think. No, I don't think so. Professional. <laughs> I don't really know. Well, <laughs> to describe the word, we say island, uh, island talent, because you're like isolated in how good you are in that field, you know? All right. That's pretty cool. Uh, yes, and I think I found mine to be like programming. And like the technician, I will learn to be like the uh, what is it called engineer oh yeah uh, that is about the kind of programming I'm like hellish good at and like I really really hope to get like a job I can do remotely did you say you wanted to be like an auto reveal huh? what sort no, of no. automation automation it's like uh 
a process and it will be automated. So, like AI like, program, AI, not like particular AI, but like uh, if you have a PC, it runs on a code, right? But yeah. the running is achieved through the communication of the parts themselves, right? Yeah. And that's the kind of code I'm really, really good at. So what language is that? Is that Python? Uh, you could say binary. Binary? So yeah. zeros and ones? Yes, and logical... Uh... Uh, Abläufe, logical uh, happenings. All right. Like logical structure building. I've tried doing a bit of coding before, like, like HTML and C++. Uh, CSS, yeah. sorry. I, I, I don't know anything about those. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they're more website based, I think. But like when we like uh, that coding, that programming I'm talking about, is like a very small portion of the apprenticeship, like a very very small portion. Like, but when like like the teachers that teach us are like good at it, like it's not a small portion what they know, you know. <laughs> because yeah. they are like higher ranking uh, people. And uh, when we did the programming part, like I turned crazy and I didn't do anything else. Actually, like when it was another uh, teacher there or another subject, I would just still be programming, you know, <laughs> because I just couldn't stop and I couldn't help it. Like it was so interesting for me. And after a few hours, I helped my teacher with a private project of his. Like, he had problems. He couldn't go any further with the code. Like, he couldn't make it work. And I was like, ah, scrap that shit. And I did it, like, in an hour, did the whole project. Like, like okay. I really went crazy on it. That's, that's cool as fuck, that, that you're helping your teachers. Yeah. and But he only gave me a B, like, not an A. He gave me a B. So I would go on. No, no, he said, no, we were kind of friends. He was like, don't see it as a violation. See it as like a push for you to go even further. Oh, yeah. So that was cool. Oh, nice. And like things I programmed for fun were like uh, uh, systems uh, for like light systems for traffic, like red green yellow really? uh, with with like uh for for cars for people like with uh, uh people ranking higher than cars and stuff like this or a washing machine i programmed or like a parking space counter that tells you how much space is left and where to go and stuff like that or a neon sign that does like a little show like those are things like I program. What what program are you using for all that? Uh, first, I use Logo. It's from Siemens. Oh yeah. But I started with S7 
it's like a more specialized program. And my teacher gave the program to me and he told me I am the first student ever to get the program from him to go really? that far. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Normally, the people who do the technician's degree on the school, like go further after apprenticeship, they use the program. But I was yeah. the first normal student. That's pretty good, that. Are you proud? You should be proud of yourself. I am. Yeah, and that's why I want to go further in that, in that, uh, that direction, field. you know? Because I think yeah. I may be able to achieve something. Oh, I think you will, definitely. But the bad thing is it's expensive. <laughs> I had to buy uh, a laptop that I can use for making notes in school, but that I can use for programming too, because like I won't buy two laptops or like a PC and a laptop, no? So I had to buy a laptop for 1,300 euros. <coughs> okay, now. Yes. But it, it has like an 11th or 12th generation Intel Core i7. Nice. And I think 16 gigabytes of RAM. 16? Uh, yes. Okay, now. I think I've only got four in this. And it is like foldable, foldable. So like, and it has a pen so you can write on it and it will change your handwriting into, you know, text writing. Oh, yeah. And all, all those stuffs. Oh, that's pretty cool, that. And it's pretty thin and made from metal too, so it's like it's it feels very high quality. Yeah, I need. I think I want a stylus for my computer <clears throat> when I do my three D three D building. I think it well three D modeling. I think it would come in handy for what getting the, more precise. Yeah, with with touchpad too, and a pen. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I could recommend that computer I bought or laptop. Yeah, what is it? It's a Lenovo Yoga 7. Lenovo Yoga 7. Oh, yeah. Gen 7. 14 AMD. Yeah, like a few kinds of those yoga, like with different CPU and everything. Have you ever been interested in building a computer or anything? No. No? No, I'm not good with computers. I've always wanted to build a computer. Like Henry oh, Cavill. Who? Henry Cavill, the British chap. Chad. Is he the guy who invented the internet? No, Henry Cavill is uh, a popular, uh, a popular um, actor who's openly a nerd, but he's like such a chat. But like, not too recently, he posted a video of himself building a computer. You know, right. looking like looking like he's building it in his grandma's basement. Superman. Yeah, Superman, exactly. He builds computers. Yeah, he's a total nerd. <laughs> no. Yeah. 
don't you know, like he almost uh, missed becoming Superman because he was playing World of Warcraft and didn't want to answer the phone. Really? Yeah, he's a nerd all the way. Okay, now. To be fair, I've never seen a Superman film, so I didn't even know who that guy was. Uh, he plays The Witcher. I've never seen that either. Really? Yeah. He's pretty good. I, I've seen him around, but I don't think I've ever... Oh, you've seen, seen him around? Is, does he live near you? Oh, yeah, of course he does. Just around the corner. <laughs> yeah, uh, all the British people know all the British people. Uh, my you, dad you... does live around the corner from Tyson Fury, if you know who that is. Oh, I know. Yeah, he, he bumps he... into Tyson Fury a lot. Really? Yeah, yeah. Lives in Markham. So... Oh, that's so weird to imagine. Yeah, my dad didn't even know who he was, apparently, at first. Apparently, he said until, to his girlfriend, who's that? Until, until your dad picked a fight with him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where he lives is really known for gypsies sort of running the place. So I'm guessing that's why he, he lives there. Um, my dad were telling me, and do you know what a gypsy is? Yes. Yeah, well, the Irish gypsies that live where my dad was, there's like a petrol station, and I don't know if you know, but the big tanks are under the ground, aren't they? Hmm? For the fuel. Yes, and exactly. What the these gypsies, when the petrol station was shut at night, they put like loads of bollards around the petrol station to make it look professional. <laughs> dug under the ground, ripped the tank out, put it up back of a flatbed truck, and then fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, gypsies will fucking nick anything that's not bolted down. And even if it is bolted down, they'll find a way. <laughs> oh, I uh, like those people. Can't even be mad at them. No, that's it. They've, they've got the balls to do it. And... I was just watching a video this morning. Uh, there's a place in Manchester called Curry Mile. It's pretty much a mile of curry shops and stuff. Yeah. But there's a jewellers on there, and someone had smashed into jewellers today and fucking robbed the place. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I have a question. Go on, I does do love Britain, the question. Does Britain have a national hero or oh a national hero yeah um mr bean no no i mean like a national hero for like the country's history not like an actor oh winston churchill definitely wait he's not american Winston Churchill? Yeah. No, he's British. I really, not even trolling, thought he was American. Really? Yeah. I've got to have a Google of this. If he's Brit uh, American now. Uh, 
Where was he born? Of mixed English and American parentage. But where did he live? Where was he born? Born. Come on. Oh. Blenheim Palace. United Kingdom. Yes, my uh, name's in British. <laughs> You've had a heart attack there for a second. Honestly, I would... I would have given up on being British at this point. <laughs> <laughs> the Queen's not English. Bloody Churchill's not English. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'd definitely say Churchill was. But like, what did he do? He just brought the country together at a time when it needed it, sort of thing. <clears throat> like during the Blitz and stuff. He. He just gave the best speeches that helped people rally together. Hmm. Like, kind of you know, like the Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah, sort of like that. Does Germany have a, a national hero? Mm, not exactly. Except you could say Otto von Bismarck. Who? Bismarck. Rings a bell. He was like the manliest man you could imagine. Otto von Bismarck. Like he played the Kaiser like a puppet. All right. He united Germany when it was like many states. He was the first one to ever unite it. Yeah, he played the Kaiser, actually two Kaisers like like they were puppets. He coordinated some of World War One, I, I think. Yeah, he coordinated World War One, much of it, and we talked about how genius it was. And yeah. uh, like he he had some pretty good tactics up, up his sleeve. Founder of modern Germany. And he had the politics that's called Iron and blood. Iron and blood. And iron and blood, not iron and blood. Ah, right. Oh, his name definitely rings a bell, but I don't know too much about him, to be fair. Iron like Chancellor. Should... Yeah, you should read like about him. I think it would be interesting for you. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, do a bit of research on this guy. What does Prussian mean? Prussian? It was yeah. uh, uh, like he was from the state of Prussia. Ah, right. That was his state. Uh, it's not a German state anymore because after Germany lost the wars, uh, many, much of Germany's land got annexated, like to Poland and Estland and everything. Yeah, the uh, Iron Curtain, was it? Yeah, and that is Prussia. Ah, like the Empire of Russia, was it? Prussia, exactly. Yeah. But don't worry, we'll get it back someday. Well, If you went to get it back, 
would that not be what Russia's doing to Ukraine at the minute? No. Would it not? No. Because it awfully sounds like that. No, no, don't don't ask these questions. <laughs> you don't want a third one. Who's a Wolfgang? That sounds familiar. Wolfgang is a pretty popular name in Germany. Ah, Wolfgang. Oh, I'm thinking of Wolfgang van Halen. Von was? Oh, Mozart. Ah, Mozart. He was a musician. Musician. Yeah. yeah. A lot of musicians come out of Germany, didn't they? Huh? Yeah. And and Austria and Germany. Bach and Goethe was Germany. Goethe was Germany too. German was too. Be- Beethoven German. Yes. Ah, oh, see. Apparently, his um, was it his last symphony or something? His most famous piece of music, anyway. Yeah, he, uh, mm-hmm. he wrote it like four hours before he played it because he couldn't get round to writing it or something. Uh, do you know Goethe? Who? Goethe. Like he wrote Fist. Uh, it's a pretty popular novel around the world. Jonathan Wolfgang von Goethe. Yeah, yes. Ah, I've just had a Google and he's come up. I've never heard of it. Really? I thought yeah. he was popular around the world. Uh, saying here that he's a poet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Never. I've always liked the idea of poems and stuff, but never really listened to. Them. Uh, that's actually the name for Germany. Uh, or like one of the names Germany had or has, uh, the land of the poets and thinkers. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff about Germany that gets me thinking, like, ancient sort of side and how the Germans actually become Germany and the people they are sort of thing. Well, first we defeated the Roman Empire. All right. And then we became the great Roman Empire. Really? Yes. Like, Caesar played his balls with Germany and he lost. (laughs) Yeah, he kind of won in England, didn't he? Caesar? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Did he encounter England? Oh, yeah, the Roman Empire come to England. He wiped the fucking floor with us. That's I never knew. Yeah, that's why we, uh, a lot of our language comes from Latin. Hmm. He tried to come to Germany. He came until to the Rhine, the river. And then Germans slaughtered Romans so much that it uh, kind of started the break of the Roman Empire. And after it broke, Germany uh, just took it. Like the germs. 
Germans. The Germans didn't take any of his shit. Hmm? The Germans didn't take any of his shit. Any, you can uh, Google the Great Roman Empire and it will be like that yellowish flag with like an eagle. And that's the first state of Germany. I wondered where that bird come from in the German bloody well, old flag. Well, it's from the Great Roman Empire because that was the first Germany there was. Is that what the black and yellow flag is? Uh, black and yellow, yes, with a bird. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's the first German Empire. I always wondered where that come from. And currently we live in the fourth. This is the fourth empire. Yeah, we I currently live in. Mm. Who's, who but controls I, I, Germany at the minute? What sort of party? Uh, the SPD. It's What like uh, it's like a left-wing party, but like slightly left-wing party. Ah, is because it a... Merkel resigned. Yeah, what did you think of Merkel? No, I hated her. Really? Mm. She Why brought no good. She seemed really good for the German. No, 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 no. Only for the rich. Oh, really? She divided the country. Before Merkel, it was like the the high society, the middle society, and the low society, you know? And now it's just the hard low and hard high. All right. So she was horrible. Feels like a lot of countries are going that way at the minute. Yeah, which isn't good. But I wanted to tell you the name Germany that I don't like it. Because... You know, in Germany, it's called Deutschland. Yeah, Deutschland. Yeah. And a German, and Germany, the English, and like most of the world word for Germany, is like so stupid because it came from the spears the Germans were using against the Romans. Really? The Roman people. Yeah, those spears were called germ. Ah, that's where the name comes from. Yeah, and it's a pretty stupid name. So when Germans are talking to each other about the Deutschland, yeah. they said Deutschland instead of Germany. Yeah, because Deutschland is the name of the country. We say Deutschland. Right. You say you say you say England, right? Or Great Britain and not uh Britannien or Großes Britisches Reich, do you? No. <laughs> See? That's uh, the logic. All right. Well, you learned something new. I forgot it was called Deutschland, to be fair. Hmm. But you won't say you're a Deutschlandian. No, I'm, I would say I'm Deutsch. All right. That's very strange how the rest of the world changes it mm -hmm. is that just Germany do you think mm, I think it happens to some countries 
But since I'm German, I really don't like it happening to Germany. Well, yeah, that's understandable. And that's, uh, do you know Ra Rammstein? That rings a bell. Uh, that rock band? Yeah. They have that kind of new song, Deutschland. Is it? They have a new song called Deutschland. All right. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's called Deutschland. It's about Germany and the history of Germany. Oh. Never knew that. What's the... Uh, I'm going to have to have a Google what the German national anthem is. Oh, it's from... Uh, you know, you mentioned him, Beethoven. I think. Oh, is it from Beethoven? Uh, lyrics. Where are the lyrics? It's Ode an die Freude. I do like research, well, looking into what national anthems well, mean. Uh, the first two, uh, the first two chapters of the national anthem are forbidden. Really? Yeah, because the Nazis used them so much. Unity and justice and freedom for the German fatherland. Yeah, if that's what it's called in English. Like the first two chapters would just be how Germany is better than the rest. And th so those are taken away when we sing it. Oh, that's not. You should be allowed to sing that. Yeah, but uh, the Nazi party used it so much, so we can't use it. Oh, fuck the Nazi party. They're long gone. Yeah, still, but still. Do you still call it the fatherland or refer to it as a fatherland? Or, mm. or is that sort of... Yeah, we, we say fatherland. Yeah, because over in here we say the motherland, which is weird. British motherland, yeah, or mother Russia. Yeah, it's strange how some say mother and some say father. Yeah, and that's how the German articles work, Daddy does. You know, what? there's not a system. I, I told you about Daddy does. The articles, like, uh, you put them before the words. Oh, yeah. And just like there's no system for a country to be female or male, it is the same with the articles. All right. I just had to mention that because it's the perfect example. Yeah. German history is very interesting. Thanks. Is that where... Um, I, I know this is probably going to be stereotyped now, but Vikings and stuff, did they huh? come from Germany? Like the Vikings right. and things... No, they came from northern countries, <clears throat> Greenland, uh, Iceland, Norway, Sweden. Ah, right. I always thought it was sort of German kind of. Really? Yeah. I thought you knew better because British, like the British Empire had some uh, trouble with Vikings. Yeah, we don't like to talk about the times a lot. <laughs> Because they fucked you pretty good. <laughs> yeah. We only like saying we won the world wars and stuff. 
on the empire. Mm, but we, being fucked, uh, fucked around by Vikings, <laughs> you don't well, like to mention that. No, we don't like the Vikings. We don't like the uh, the story Roman. of that one of that one berserker berserk who like held up the whole army. Yeah, in Scotland. Yeah. Yeah, Modern we don't like um, when the Romans came over either. <laughs> Oh, you only like to conquer. You don't like being conquered. <laughs> That's it. Honestly, the way history is like, like, like Britain, the British Empire was like a bunch of cunts that <laughs> that like to kill other people. But if they get killed, it's like boohoo. <laughs> <laughs> That is exactly it. Honestly, we're prop. I don't know how we got overthrown until the empire. Right, I don't know what happened to cause the empire to be so great, <laughs> but that's all we get taught pretty much. Like, the world is British, well, it speaks English because we were so great and we never mm. got defeated. And it's almost like the time forgotten sort of thing. There's a certain point in time where uh, we, we won't mention that bit, we'll just forget about it. And we'll just start history from here, and then that's it. <laughs> so I don't like to talk about the part of World War Two where the British were dying because, like, the Germans held up their supplies. Yeah, the Germans fucked us over. <laughs> holding on your supply chains, bombing your cities, yeah, that was effective and still didn't take the land. Well, if you think about D-Day, like why it's celebrated so much in like the UK is because a lot of us died, but we succeeded. And well, we died too. Yeah. But like... But I'm guessing we you don't sort of celebrate it. No, we don't. Like... And that's kind of sad because so many Germans died too, but they never can be celebrated. Yeah, it's it's so sad that you can only celebrate if you would. Mm. And like some of the last messages the survivors from World War One gave were like they were non-German, but like one of the last messages from one was like uh, remember the German as uh, Germans as ours, like. Most German soldiers didn't know what they were doing, and they died. So yeah. it's it's just not too fair that they can't be commemorated. I think history needs to be written in a different way. In like a way from the middle point of view, and not like a hard point of view. Yeah, right. like winner, winner and loser shouldn't be winner and loser. They should be participants. That's spot on. That. It shouldn't be written by the winners. It should be written by everyone. But like currently we are talking about the uh, history that didn't happen too long ago, but like all the history in humankind yeah, would have was been just, so different if uh, it was written that way, you know? I was just thinking about, um, is it Mesopotamia? Um, there's like loads yeah, of... Temples and stuff that got demolished 
because they got overthrown and things like that. And how much history was lost just because someone didn't like someone. It's maybe so the, sad. the pyramids were built were in that library. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like for some reason there's a lot of Egyptian history left. And well, not a lot, but compared to other cultures from back then. Well, I proper think they had some kind of advanced civilization. Yeah, definitely. Otherwise, it would just not have been possible to build that shit ton of bricks. Well, I was uh, thinking, well, I'd proper done research into the ancient Egypt and that. I love it. And there's a debate on how they cut the stone and stuff. And People are saying they can't, they couldn't have cut them with the copper chisels and stuff that they had. That is a point, and the uh, kind of granite stone inside the inside the pyramids was like cut so precisely we can't even cut it that way today with modern machinery. Well, that's what they say. But have you ever seen the? I think there's a lot of Chinese videos, and they sort of just hammer a chisel into a rock going across and then the rock just splits into sort of perfect lines. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I, I've seen that, but I think the scientists too have seen that and they too have seen what the pyramids look inside. Well, there is a, there's definitely one stone that I've seen pictures of and you can tell where like a saw of some sorts had gone off track and it's so perfect like the veering off and then they must have took it back out and carried on down the right line and there's like loads of like hole saw marks and you can see the actual marks that rings of a drill but like that would have been power tools. Exactly. It's, you can't figure out how they would have had power tools. And uh, another thing, uh, these bricks inside of the pyramid were even heavier and bigger than the ones outside of the pyramid, like, you know? Yeah. And the they had to lift them up, like, what the fuck? 40-ton granite stones. Exactly. Those are the stones I'm talking about. Like, they couldn't possibly have done it. I've got a theory how they did it. It's not a well-thought-out theory. But it links to sort of Nikola Tesla and how he was trying to harness energy. He was trying to harness energy from the atmosphere. So you wouldn't need wires of and things like that. And I think something similar could have been going on in ancient Egypt for that to happen. You mean like a thunder collecting machine? Pardon? A machine that attracts thunders? Yeah. And if strikes, it works, the machine. Well, not necessarily... Not necessarily lightning strikes, but 
just the atmosphere itself. Like the pyramids, the pyramids are built out of a certain type of stone that yeah. is a real good conductor of electricity. Really? And yeah, yeah. It's it's a special type of stone that, for some reason, it can generate from the atmosphere tiny electrical currents. Um, and the sphinx right near the pyramid was once filled with water and things because the river Nile used to run right to the edge of the pyramid. Hmm. But another cool thing is uh, the pyramids, like how they or the spot they are built and where their corners are. The sacred geometry pointing. and all that. Yeah, and the pointing of the corners is like something similar to the speed of light, or like in the coordinates, or like it, there's something like I don't know how to say it, but like there's something about that too. I think it's aligned to astro astronomical north, is it? I think it is. And there's a a line that goes round the world, and it's um, equator. Similar to the equator, but I think it's like 30 degrees off. Mm, okay. And there's like the Mayan pyramids and stuff like that. If you drew a line all the way across, it'd all line up to sort of Egyptian pyramids, Mayan pyramids and other national monuments. I think Stonehenge is actually in there. There's, Jesus, fuck. Yeah, there's all these sacred numbers and stuff from ancient times that everything sort of aligns to and there's we can't figure out like what how they figured that out and why they figured it out and or it's you... part of the simulation and that's the algorithm <laughs> right now <laughs> oh you're getting me into theories now but it's very possible that we live in a Uh, simulation it's like one of the most possible things have you ever heard of last thursdayism huh there's a theory called last thursdayism mm, i don't know it's a theory that everything was created last thursday and the point is basically it's a paradox that you can't prove that things were created before a certain time because you can't predict the future so if you know what's happened in the past and things like that there should be sort of a pattern so you should be able to have some prediction of the future because you can't predict the future It's proof that everything's just sort of created last Thursday and everything's just willy-nilly. That just sounds weird. Yeah, it's a proper fucked up theory. That's just designed the theory to that we live in a simulation is much more likely and much more well thought. You reckon? The theory that we live in a simulation is much more likely and well thought what do you think of the simulation theory it's very very likely you reckon 
it is very, very likely. And you can uh, ask many, many scientists and they will say the same thing. I think it's only very likely because it's it's hard to disprove. Um, I know that sounds backwards, but I don't like the simulation theory because, again, if the simulation theory is right, who's controlling it? And like, I have free will, so I can click my fingers now if I wanted to, or I, I, I don't. Well, that... if it's a simulation, you will be simulated. Yeah, but that's what I mean. If there was a simulation and there's someone else controlling it, I wouldn't no, have that choice. That's not that's not the point of a simulation. A simulation is an algorithm that runs freely. And it has some rules that make it a simulation. Like the physical rules we have. Isn't that just reality then? Yeah, but as a simulation. So it's not a bad theory because even if it's a simulation, we it's still our realization. Uh, real life, you know. So, in the simulation theory, like, how does it end? What happens when you die? Well, nothing. But we don't. We don't know. There could be possible outcomes. Yeah, that's where I think the simulation theory gets a bit st sticky. Why would it? Like, there's not a single theory that can surely say what happens after death. Um, until you die, you don't know, do you? <laughs> yeah, that's why no theory at all can say what happens. I've always said if when I die, and if I am a ghost, and ghosts are real, which I do think ghosts are real, that's to me is sort of proof that simulation theory doesn't exist then I'd write letters just to prove to people that there is an afterlife don't you think oops don't you think people <laughs> before you had that idea uh, yeah I do I just I don't know, I feel more determined about it than I think most people do. I'm very, very, I don't know. It's strange because if I could... And of explain... the billions of people that died before you, there's no one more determined. Well, that's what I'd like to believe. <laughs> you know, you got that faith. <laughs> But I do think people are trying. That's why I think ghosts are real. Because I do think they are similar to me and they are going, here I am, acknowledge me sort of thing. It could be bugs too. Could be what, sorry? Bugs, uh, faults in the simulation. Um, I don't think it is because I think you can communicate with it. Or it could be part of the simulation to throw us off. Well, if yeah, you could say everything's part of the simulation then. That's why it is such a strong theory. No, that's cheating. You can't just put everything oh, it's in. Cheating. Your... Oh, it's cheating. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to ruin your game. 
like with a simulation theory, what you, how do you account for aliens and things like that, or are they just part of it too? They could either be part of it, or they could be like the end, or like, uh, like a line you can't cross. You know, just the thing you can see but don't reach. You know, so we keep running. It almost sounds like the simulation theory is uh, like not destined. Well, yeah, similar to Destiny, because if everything can and is part of the simulation, that's sort of what Destiny is, because Destiny is... But the simulation doesn't have, like, a set outcome. A simulation runs to be, uh, you know, uh, to be... Uh, looked at, you know, to be uh, observed. If it must have a set outcome or a set objective. No, it, it, has, it has, it, if you run a simulation, you can make theories what will happen. And then you start the simulation and you uh, watch it and you look what happens. For there to be a simulation, though, mustn't the simulation be based on something? Hmm? If if there is a simulation, a simulation is a, based on something. So, like, you can simulate a car. And yeah, well, we could be based off another kind of humans that have gone above and beyond and are now simulating us. Well, that's where I think the simulation theory is. I think it lies in aliens and they are... Mm. If the simulation theory was real, there'd have to be a controller. That's how I see it. Yeah, like we wouldn't know. Well, yeah. Maybe the simulation takes a break when you go to sleep. Maybe. And one day, maybe our technology will be advanced enough to make our own simulation, you know? So we run a simulation with people. Well, we currently do have the technology to do that, don't we? Well, in a small amount, like video games, like GTA is just a bad example, you know? Exactly it, has like right. it has like NPCs and everything. And that's like a few years ago. <clears throat> and it's a game. We don't know, like in 20 or 30 years, maybe, how far we will be advanced and if we can do it. And if we can do it, someone else can do it too. The universe is infinite. Infinite possibilities. Maybe we are someone else's GTA. Maybe. That's a interesting one because that means there's someone else controlling you which then... that I don't think I think we are more likely NPCs yeah we are more likely NPC but an NPC doesn't have thought does it 
Well, until you have like a really real realistic NPC. <laughs> a really advanced algorithm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that allows free will. Exactly. Or random. Random if, will. If an algorithm allows free will, one because of infinity and stuff, there will be one NPC that can break the algorithm. Well, you can always make borders. They can't break. It's mm. uh, exactly like on your computer. You can open a program which simulates a computer. And on that simulated computer, you have Windows <clears throat> and everything. And you can do everything without hurting your real computer. It must hurt your real computer, though. No, no, it doesn't. It, it's an actual thing on Windows. It's not talking theory right now. But if it's on the computer, running the fake computer, let's say the fake computer gets a virus, how does it stop the virus getting to the computer running it, if you know what well, I mean? Well, it's only a simulation, so <laughs> it doesn't go through. It's like... It's a weird barrier. It there, but it's it is a real barrier. Maybe the speed of light is proof that the simulation theory exists. Yeah, that's uh, that's a thing too because limit, yeah. such an exact limit. Yeah, I was thinking the other day, like about the speed of light, and is time well than the, the speed of light? The math just adds up so much that it's like so unlikely to be uh, you know uh, too far uh, random you know yeah. the chances of everything being random is pretty slightly because everything adds up yeah for the to be complex life you know exactly it can't be completely random this weird these theories are so boggling they, i'd love to be a theorist the, a theoretical physicist hmm. someone someone who just comes up with ideas about how the universe works well that's an art without bread <laughs> it's what an art without bread. You won't earn money doing that. No. That's the only problem with it. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to do it. Well, Maybe you can take that into the English language, what I just told you. Art without bread. The, the, I kind of translate it. It's like... Work with no pay. <laughs> Like a work you won't earn bread or food from. I think that's bread. how society should run, in all fairness. Huh? I think that's how society should work. People should want to work without an outcome. You, mm. shouldn't, ex you shouldn't expect to be rewarded for your efforts. No, no, I mean... Uh... 
not paying, like salary paying. What do you mean then? I'm a bit confused. If it is an art without bread, we say we say it is like uh, if you take pictures, you can't really make it a living, like for a living. But you can. <laughs> yeah, not like not like everyone can, like or uh, filling water bottles. If that would be anything artsy, you know. It oh would yeah. Be like an art without bread, because you can't earn your bread, your food with it. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, I think people should. Best, and what uh, should they live on? Humanity, like communism. No, not communism. But... Not communism, but communism. No, because communism's everyone's equal. And I don't think yeah. that's right. Well, communism too is uh, you work for no money, but for uh, supplies. Yeah. I, I, well, similar to communism then, but more like nature slash uh, soul-based. So you like helping the homeless, it costs so, nothing but time to help them. Yeah, and money. Well, not really, because you can have a chat with someone and that can help them. Okay. And that, and that doesn't cost anything. That's a good point. And that, that's kind of what I mean where, let's say if you sat down with a homeless person to discuss whatever it is that's troubling them, it can help them. And that's how we should base our societies on just helping people be the best that they can be sort of thing. So have you ever done it? Um, I'd like to think I have. Well, then you uh, should go and do it. Uh, does picking up a hitchhiker count? No. I mean, I really, sitting down with a homeless person and discussing his problems, you should try it if you say it's so good. Because you will help no one with being a theorist. You have to do something then. Well, yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. Yeah, I have actually sat down with homeless and talked to them. Um, I usually, before I give them money, I don't like giving money to the homeless because I think it's... Well, I always used to think it was the right, wrong thing to do because I always thought they was going to spend it on drugs. That was just who I was at that time until I saw a video of someone who goes around talking to homeless people and he said, I don't want food, I don't want water, I don't want you to buy me things. I want you to give me the money so I have the freedom to buy what I want, i.e. a sandwich that he might like instead of a sandwich that he doesn't like. And hmm. I sat down with a homeless man in, I believed he was homeless, and thinking back, he probably wasn't. In uh, France, I was having a few beers and that. And on the way back, there was a homeless man just sat outside the street and uh, instead of just giving him the money, I had a chat with him and I was like, look, why are you here? 
what what's gone on in your life to get to this point. And we had a pretty good chat. And at the end of it, I give him the money. And I was like, please don't do anything stupid with it. But, you know, I hope your life gets better. Told me about his son and things like that. <clears throat> so I do think I have done it. Probably not as much as I'd, I'd like to. But that I'm blaming society. I have to go to work and things. I don't get the opportunity to do it. Well, you shouldn't blame society because you can help them in that society. Yeah, if I come across homeless people, I don't just walk past them and I don't just chuck money at them and ignore them. I mm. try and at least get to know the person they are because I think then they see that someone is acknowledging them as a human, not just someone's, something sat on the side of the street. I see a lot of people treat the homeless like they are an object rather than a human. I don't like it. It's, well, I gave homeless people food before and money before. German homeless people are very sub subtle about it. Really? Yeah, they really, really just sit there having a cup before them or like having some sort uh, of thing for before them that you could fill up with money, you know, where you can put money or just if you give them food, they would just accept it. Thank you. Like, God bless you and stuff. And, yeah. then, you know, they are not really interested in a chat or so like they, they uh, are really just want to be by themselves, you know. They don't want to bother anyone and they don't want to be really bothered, you know? Do you really believe that? As far as I saw. Think of like I, a, I any other I, human other than a homeless I, person. I tried chatting some up. And they don't seem interested. They didn't seem interested, no. That's strange, that, because whether they're homeless or not, I, I do think that being human, you would just talk to someone that is helping you out. Or Maybe to. some people have uh, too much of pride or too much feeling sorry for themselves to talk to others. Yeah, but I think that can be broken down. If they yeah, have. but Do you really want to break it down if it's like the thing they latch on? Um, maybe not on the outside, but I think if you know you saw that person every day or something and got familiar with them, I think they would open up. <laughs> Just, I think that's natural with any sort of human because let's say you was walking across a desert for I don't know a month or two and you just randomly saw a person when you talk to that person you'd have no issues about telling them who you are where you are where you've come from would you mm, and I, I think not. I think that homeless people just see 
that many people a day that it dilutes that sort of interaction and it takes someone going that extra mile to get them to open up. That could be. That's just what I think, whether it's true or not. I, you know, I don't know, but I, I've always tried thinking of myself as a homeless person and how I would want to treat people and how I would want them to treat me sort of thing. And I sort of imagine that as the homeless people I meet, if that makes sense. I guess. Treat your next person like you want to be treated yourself. Yeah. It comes out the forest the same way you scream into it. That's a good saying. It's German and I just loosely translated it. It's almost, yeah. You, you get out what you put in. You know, uh, exactly. Yeah. If we get to German, I will speak German. <laughs> I'd struggle with that. I need to start learning it, daughter. Hmm? I need to start learning German. Oh, it's a good language. Yeah, it's a good language. Just... Dann könntest du mich jetzt auch verstehen. You're welcome. <laughs> I just only said, uh, then you would understand me right now. <laughs> yeah, so you're welcome was a right response. <laughs> uh, not too good, but not too far off. Uh, I'll get there one day. I think if I was around more Germans speaking German, then... I I heard German sounds like very... <laughs> like... Yeah, uh, funny. Those, those kind of uh, sounds like... <laughs> not, that, not like... You know? Yeah, what I struggle with. Because they're out, the pronunciation is what I struggle with. I could probably learn the words... Well, I could I could give you the German alphabet. Well, that could work. But I don't see I won't know how it's it it's No no I can I can tell you the German alphabet because it's the same as the English. Is it? It is completely the same. The special uh, letters I told you are not in the alphabet actually. Yeah, the ones with the dots above them. Yeah, or the buckle S. The double S. Sharp, sharp S. Yeah, the sharp S. They are not inside. Ah. So, we is, should I go for the ABC? Yeah. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K L M N O P Q R S T U V W X Y Z. See, there's some of them that are exactly the same. Mm, yeah. But I think if you put them into a word, it wouldn't be pronounced like that. Or am I? Yeah, like depending on how they are written, they are pronounced in another way. Like if you have 
two of the same letter in front of another letter, that letter is short that comes after the two letters, you know? Oh, yeah. Like the, the word alle means all. It's like written the same, but an E at the end. And uh, the E is very short because there's a double L. So the E is short because of the double L. Exactly. If there's something double, the letter is short. So it's alle and not alle. Ah, right. We have something similar in English. I'd say it's the same, but different. Oh, the, I, it reminds me of a rule our teacher gave us in English. He, she, it, es muss mit. What? <laughs> Translate to if it's with he, she, or it, there's an S above it. An S above it? Like he's, she's, it's. Ah, right. Now I understand you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that's called in English. I'm, I'm shit with the English language. Uh, well, because I can speak it freely, kind of. Like, uh, it's pretty, I, I got pretty bad at it. I was better a few years ago. But, like, I learned it from speaking and not writing because I spoke to a few foreigners in my free time, played English games and watched English shows, you know. I never yeah. knew the rules, so I always got a B in English because I did the texts and everything pretty good. But if asked for, like, the rules, the grammar rules and everything, <laughs> I was, like, horrible because I didn't know. I'm like that. I don't know the, the rules. I know probably two rules, and that's about it. Oh, yeah. It's Even the same for me in German. I think to I, fully understand a language takes a lot of dedication. It's Yeah, that's why there's German that you can study. Yeah, we got the option to learn languages in high school, and it was... You've got to learn Spanish, French, or German. And, I and which one? French. Oh, you idiot. <laughs> I only chose it because it's the closest country to me, and I thought that that would be Spanish anywhere. Spanish is the closest country to you. It's not. Francis. You, do you have any idea of uh, the globe? Yeah. Well, Spain must be the one furthest from Great Britain. Uh, Spain probably is. So you still chose it with the thought, it's next to me. I can use that. Well, France is. It's only 12 miles across the channel. <laughs> But you, you said Spanish, didn't you? No, no, French. Ah, you said French. Well, I hate French. <laughs> Everyone hates French. <laughs> it gives me headaches. I never learned it, and I'm so glad I never learned it. Oh, I hate I, French people, too. 
I'm probably being stereotypical with the French, but I don't like the French. Well, really, the people are horrible. I went, was there like so many times in vacation. As soon as they know you are German, you are treated very badly. I think that's the same with, well, I've always understood that the French don't like anybody other than the French, and they don't even like themselves much. Well, it only took us one month, and there was no France anymore. Why didn't you let us have it? <laughs> then we would well, have never had a problem with French people again. I know, I never understood why England stuck up for France, seeing as our histories are so intertwined in war. Uh, it probably only was because of Belgium. Well, yeah, probably. But even the Belgian people, like, why did... I struggle with why people stuck up for the Belgian people because they just let Germany walk through. And they didn't exactly fight back, did they? Well, what if they had fight, fought back? It would be like an hour less, an, uh, an hour more. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have much of a fight to put up. but mm -mm. In none it... of the wars. Yeah, it's similar to what the Ukraine's doing now. The Ukraine are actually fighting back with the rest of the world's help. Whereas everyone helped Belgium fight their war. It's almost like I don't understand the decisions why people do this. Me neither. You should stand up for your own country and unless people are invading on your country, you shouldn't mm. get involved. Yeah, but the last time German people stood up was not a good time. Uh, it wasn't a good time for the rest of the world. <laughs> We are that bullied kid, you know, <clears throat> that then stands yeah. up for himself and gets punished way more. <laughs> that, that, spot on, spot on. <laughs> It's just, just a shame what happened after it all when shit went down but oh. an actual good thing was after world war ii countries like america and so on said uh, we won't punish you badly like after the first world war so you uh, so society doesn't like uh, uh you know get as bad as before or want to revenge again you know because the second world war was just a bunch of revenge from the germans yeah i think well, one thing that treatment after the war i think was quite disgusting germany the wasn't war? allowed an army army oh yeah, yeah we w weren't allowed an army i think that's and we are wrong. still not ah i have a theory about this Germany has one, one of, if not the strongest army in the world without owning a single soldier. Hmm? Germany has one of, if not the strongest armies in the world. How? Because Germany runs the EU and the EU has a lot of armies. 
that Germany can control. Yeah, I guess you can look at it that way. But I will give you another example. <clears throat> the real German army or like Bundeswehr, as it is called, it's not like an army you can send to war. It's more like a defense. Yeah. Uh, it's not too big, but you saw the increase of our budget and we have much more money than that. And our industry is very, very strong. And with like the push of a button, this whole industry can build arms, you know, and can yeah. be uh, can be forced to build tanks and arms and everything. So this strong and rich industry, with a blink of an eye, will only do weapons. And then you can like see how fast Germany will have a huge fucking army. <laughs> and the people are willing to fight for Germany, I'm guessing. Yeah, you're guessing right. That's why I believe that Germany has the strongest army without owning an actual army. And we are underestimated a lot, I think. So that's on our side as well. Definitely. They're, they're like the quiet kid in school that get, like you said before, the kid that gets bullied. They're the quiet, exactly. intelligent kid. That... And it's not like, like weapons are prohibited in Germany and oh, it's just for hunting and shit. But where do you think all the weapons from World War II went? <laughs> yeah. Up in the what... attic? Yeah, they didn't fucking just get given away, did they? No, no, everyone has weapons here. Like my, grandpa, of, um... my grandpa had like a rifle and a few uh, handguns. My father has like a few grenades, uh, big ammunition, a rifle, and everything. Have you ever been to many war museums or anything? Mm, a few. Have you noticed how all the weapons and tanks and stuff in there are the uh, Allies' weapons? Yeah, what is it about them? There's no German stuff. No, oh, there is a bit. The rest That's is tiny. American. That's what I mean. It's all I, still in Germany I, somewhere. I have, I, I have a gas gas mask from the Second World War. Really? With, with the container and everything. Oh, I'd love to buy that off you. Hmm? I would love to buy that. Well, I can sell it to you. How much? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I will search it up for you. Uh, yeah, but like I, I found it in the in the trash actually. When we moved places, <clears throat> my father and I collected everything, and that's when I saw the fucking grenade and stuff. I wanted to unpack it, and he was like, "Fuck no," <laughs> because I, because I didn't know what was inside. <laughs> and like he handed me another package and was like, "Oh, look at that!" And I opened it, and it was like a handgun and like big ammunition for like rifles like seven seven eight ammunition or something like that like no uh, yeah and, uh, then there was the gas mask like the metal container and we were throwing stuff away and i saw the container and i was like oh what's that and i looked inside and it was that fucking mask and it was in perfect shape it was used but in a very good shape 
with like the uh, exchange goggles and everything still there and like a filter and everything. And it has a name written on it, John. Oh my God. I, that Something like that is priceless, honestly. I, yeah, in I will. these museums, I was looking for German. Is it a German gas mask I'm getting? It is. There's only one piece of German sort of mask material that I found in a museum, and it was um, a tank gas mask. I will search the mask that I have, and I will send you a screenshot of it. Oh, it's not the exact one. That's fucking cool. Do you have anything else, like badges or... Huh? Hat? Do you have any like hats or anything like that? A few. Yeah. But from my uh, father's time in the military. Ah, right. So. What? How old is that? I think I think it is something like this, but it has some more bluish to it. I will send you. Ah, that's awesome. That is proper. I know where I put that in my house straight away. I wonder if I could import something like that. Yeah, you can. It's just it's a piece of history. I will. I'd, I will look for it right now. I'd probably. I'd probably come over to Germany to collect that. To be honest. Ah, sorry, mate. It's uh, <laughs> in Düsseldorf. Because uh, that... I have to move stuff, we already brought some there, and I think it is over there. Ah, oh, wounded. Well, next time I'm there, I will pick it up for you. Oh, nice. So, cool I will send you pictures. But I can look in my gallery if I have some pictures. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I was saying I want um I won't mind one of the SS badges, but you can't get them anywhere. Um, yeah, <laughs> I know it's a bit not nice, but I just think it's well. I know a few museums where they are. Yeah, I've seen one or two in museums, but um, like when I did the tours for the World War One and Two. All I noticed was American, French, British, and it was almost like he was trying to erase the German side. And even though I'm nothing to do with Germany or anything like that, mm. I love I love the memorabilia of it because it's keeping alive the history of both sides. And that's the right thing to do. Yeah, it's it's not that I agree with what was going on with like the Nazi party or anything. It's you know no one should forget what the SS was and things like that. The same mm. as no one should forget what like the uh. Americans and British did to the Germans. That was also just as bad.
I think I found the pretty exact one. Yeah. Yeah, I think I will send you a link. I've tried oh. it on, like it's still in so such a good shape you can wear it. That's cool as fuck. And then I went on Omegle. Omegle? Omegle. Like <laughs> With that on? With that on. Uh, I got a few <laughs> cool reactions, like mostly screen. <laughs> you sick bastard. <laughs> You know what else I have that I wore to Omegle a few times? Go on. I will send you a picture and you can see for yourself. <laughs> As if you went on Omegle with that. <laughs> Hello? Where do you get something like that from? Like what? <laughs> that outfit. I bought it. Is it real? Well, it's metal. And you can <laughs> wear it. You must love your history and stuff like that then. No. What made you buy it then? Would you reckon having a sword is cool? Well, yeah, but I've never thought about going buying one. <laughs> so there you have it. I thought about it. <laughs> Would oh, you reckon no. having, having a metal helmet is cool? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you have it. <laughs> I'm a doer, not a thinker. I, I like that attitude. That, that is proper good. And you can bet your ass if I go out in that outfit on like Halloween, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's one of the best Halloween costumes. And uh, if there's like carnival, like party with costumes and stuff, like uh, oh, yeah. for everyone, you know, carnival, do you know it? Yeah, 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 we have them over here. Yeah, but Germany is like the biggest carnival in the world. Is it? So it goes crazy from time to time. And if you have that outfit, it's not like someone can punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> well, yeah, you're a fucking English knight. Well, if you, had, if, you, if you had but someone in that outfit. It probably hurt you just as much as them. <laughs> no, it doesn't. There's like a wreck inside of the helmet. Oh, is that? Yeah, it's like a proper helmet to wear. Fucking hell. And I have I've a sword. Never, never seen like proper old and I have, real. I have a I have a sword and I bought it uh, dull, but I sharpened one edge. So it's not a double edged double edged sword, but like you know, if I wanted I could hit someone with a dull edge and it would pr hurt pretty much. Now, just cool as fuck. 
it's a very practical costume to save the <laughs> yeah it could save your life yeah over in England a lot of the uh, teenagers used to have the samurai swords I have one too oh yeah I give it to my uh, girlfriend though oh nice this is she happy about it or is she not bothered or oh, she's happy about it yeah is she interested in history or anything like that oh not too much no but she likes Japan and the style of Japan and that's why she got the sword ah. because I like words she likes Japan I kind of like Japan too so I got the sword for her How old is your girlfriend, sorry? Uh, 22. Oh, yeah. She's a few months older than me. Ah, right. Oh, yeah. It's, uh... You don't get many 22-year-olds in Britain. Like, Why? In, interested in things like that. Mm. I guess British people maybe uncultured, uncultured exactly. We really are Un uncultured swine. <laughs> yeah, it, when you say Germans are losing their culture, I feel like Britain doesn't have any left. <laughs> well, that's too bad. Like St. George's Day, the day to celebrate England, is long gone. It's only a few groups of people that actually celebrate England. It's well, maybe it's someday shame. there will be a game, uh, a day for knife crime <laughs> because that's pretty English. Yeah, it's pretty English. I think uh, I don't think England's got long left. <laughs> I I really hope Scotland can separate itself from England before that. Really? You're keeping Scotland a hostage. I think with the Scottish, we are doing <laughs> it for their own good. Oh, you're doing it. <laughs> Forcefully for their own good. Well, they hate it. They hate it. Not... They don't want it. You force it on them for their own good. No, they've had they've had a vote, and the vote says that they don't want to be independent, so they got to deal with it. And it's not like we're forcing them. If they mm -hmm. did the British, uh, uh, the British star in the vote. Uh, no, it was just for Scottish people. Mm, yeah, and the issue yeah, with it that, is that wasn't rigged. Well, neither was Brexit, but you know, no. The thing with the Scottish is, it's every year they want independence. It's they should get it. They have no currency. How can they be independent? Euro. Would Europe accept a country that doesn't have a currency? 
Yes, we would give them a currency. But they wouldn't have an economy. And to get into Europe, the European Union, you have to have some sort of economy. Are there any any uh, firms, any uh, industry in uh, Scotland? <clears throat> yeah, but... Yeah, there's your economy. No, that's the British economy, not the Scottish no. economy. If it is on Scottish uh, ground, it is Scottish. Yeah, but it's it's so let's say they say right, we want to leave tomorrow. Yeah, they they don't have any money to trade with. So like, if they wanted to sell their products, what are they going to get paid in? Pound. No, because we wouldn't give them our currency. Yeah, then you would have to pay them in euros, I guess. They have the Scottish. They used to have a Scottish pound, and they. I don't know if it's still going in Scotland at the minute. The Scottish pound, that could, or that could make a comeback, maybe. But the only well, way Scotland could survive is by joining the EU, which defeats the object of being part of the UK. Uh no, because the EU wouldn't keep Scotland hostage. But it keeps every other country as hostage. How do you know? I know this because England, well, UK, put to the EU, I think it was something like 22 law changes. But the EU said no, which forced England not to be able to change the law in its own country because the EU said no. That's keeping a country hostage. But now you've changed some of the rules to not be able to protest anymore. Maybe one of the rule changes was that. Well, maybe it was. It, I know it's going to sound like I'm going back on my word, but at least we have the opportunity to now vote in and out our own leaders that I agree with our ideologies. I don't know. I just am not satisfied with the logic behind it. I think we have more power within our own country. You know, there was the calculation what would happen if Germany did that. If there was a Deutsch Brexit, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, and the calculation goes, first, we would have, like, if we had our old currency then again, uh, we would have have the strongest currency in the world by far. Then nice. it would just slowly drop and drop and drop and drop. Because the economies would, like... Uh, you know, uh, change to work without it because it's so expensive, you know? Um, yeah. And I think for the British, it goes the same way currently. Um, 
I think it's still one of the strongest currencies in the world, but it's only been a Yeah, short it, amount of time. it is, it is still, still. But I think, I think with Germany and the EU, they have more power within the EU because they are the biggest, I, don't, I can't think of the word, like investor in it. Well, we keep it alive. We are the heart of Europe. That's what I mean. You have more power having all these countries rely on you than you would have without the countries relying on you. Maybe it is the Fifth Reich. <laughs> no, not with this great reset that's coming in. There's a Hmm? one world government. Have you heard of the great reset? From Ryan Trahan. Um, the World Economic Forum. I don't know. The World Economic Forum, um, it's run by a guy called Klaus Schwab. I think he's like Austrian or something. Oh, wait a minute. I will get some water. I am back. <laughs> Did you say that in German then? No, I said it in Spanish. Did you? No. <laughs> Sarcasm. Brilliant. Exactly. That is uh, German power. Sarcasmus. I love sarcasm. It's, It's called it's sarcasmus. Sarcasmus. Oh, that was pretty good. I like that. So how you pronounce that because it's almost like the cosmos which is everything and sarcasm means everything I do like that Uh, it's funny because sarcasmus, the last part of the word mus, means must. 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 What But does it must has nothing to do? have to, what what does the word must have to do with anything? Hmm? Uh, nothing. It's just... Uh, Oh. <laughs> Sarcasm. It's just, uh, yeah, <laughs> sarcasm. oh, I do love sarcasm. So have you ever heard of the Great Reset of the World Economic Forum? No. The World Economic Forum is a group of, well, a lot of powerful countries and leaders in the world of industry and government. And they are aiming for a world currency and a world government. A bit like the UN, but one that governs the world. And how do they want to achieve that? You'll own nothing and be happy about it, you say. Um, Huh? almost like communism, where like one person rules the everything and everything else is handed down so like no one will be homeless because they will own all the land and they will delegate all the land to all the people Sounds like something that doesn't work. it's currently happening and by 2030 it's going to be implemented apparently No, 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 that won't work. That will be a huge shit show. Well, if you look at what's going on in Ukraine 
it's currently happening. Mm -hmm. Everyone's coming together. Like war is the biggest generator of any sort of money. Like, mm. The things they fight over, the technology that's invented, all the things that go along with war. So if you take this war with Ukraine and Russia, if the World Economic Forum is, let's say, the Ukrainian side and Russia are opposing it, all the countries, like pretty much the rest of the world other than Russia, agrees with Ukraine. Therefore, the ideology for the World Economic Forum is in place and it's only going to take 10 years to implement it. No, I don't think that will happen. If Germany left the EU, the rest of the countries in there would have to look elsewhere to survive, wouldn't they? Yeah. So... If the World Economic Forum, if that's why Germany was so late to help Ukraine, is because they are trying to resist the World Economic Forum and keep the EU alive. But because they've helped Ukraine, they now fall under the umbrella of the World Economic Forum. But I that's think why. in the uh, World Economic Forum, Germany would still be of great power. I don't, I'm not too sure what they'd do with the individual countries, but we'd all be ruled by one set of rules and one economy. So, a bit like it the really, euro. It really sounds like it will go horribly wrong after a bit of time. I think it'd work for a while, but like it's a... Just like the Weimarer Republic in Germany, before Hitler came, it was a very, very good republic. And then Hitler came. And I think the same could happen in that uh, system. Yeah, I just worry about who owns everything. Yeah, if it's a Hitler, that would be not too good. Yeah. And that's why that shouldn't happen. Let's just say Ukraine is Hitler's version of the modern era. So not like what he did and everything like that. But, but like Zelensky is Hitler. Yeah, but not, I want to make this clear, like not in the sense that Hitler was trying to take over the world sort of thing. No, but like in the sense of the speeches and everything. In the sense of, I see it as sides, the West and the whatever you want to call Russia and China and that. There's two current sides to the world. There's the West and there's not the West. <laughs> and like the Ukraine is the opposite side of Russia which is now getting Canada, America, the EU, everyone it can involved. And that's a form of world domination. It's not the same world domination that Hitler was sort of aiming at, but it's a form of it. 
And that's why I don't think Russia is that bad in what they're doing because they don't want world domination. They just want what was theirs, if that makes sense. So let's just say the world domination side is Ukraine and the rest of the world helping them. And Russia is the poor, poor fellow. Yeah. It's now in everyone's perception that Russia is bad, whereas in World War II, Belgium was good. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, but it's not like it just started that Russia is bad. Like, they systematically uh, dominant their people, made them dumb. They made them choose between bread and vodka, and they choose vodka because there's nothing to do. And so people got dumber and dumber, and now we have those Russian trolls. I don't think it's Russia's fault that they had nothing to do. No, no, it was systematically done by the leaders of Russia. But who forced Russia to do that? Themselves. No, the rest of the world has, by being so against them. Like Are America and the Cold War. Russia. Me, no. I just have sympathy for him. And then I don't understand. If you look at what goes on behind politics and stuff, like the Cold War never ended between America and Russia. So that's why Russia's demonized in the West. Right, I know nothing about Russians other than what is portrayed to me. I know many, many Russians. A Russian is my best friend. And he has the same uh, point of view as me. And he has contact with people in Russia, like with family. Aren't they just like a very national country? A very Not proud really. of Russia. It's very... It's very uh, split it in half like with Putin supporters and with non-Putin supporters and the history of Russia is very bad what Russia has done to their people that is a fact and you can't blame other countries for one country being bad to their people um, you can't solely blame no you can't Like, look at Cuba. They were under much pressure and they weren't bad to their people. I don't know anyone that goes on holiday to Russia. Right. Well, <laughs> that's because Russia is not a good country for holiday because of its uh, uh, where it is on the planet. Like, it's cold, they don't have coasts where it's warm. They do. No. If you look, I, I, I've got a map of the world in front of me because I have it up on my wall. And if you look at Russia, it's, I'd say, a good 70% coastline. Yeah, nine. Coast where it's warm. Yeah, and it's the back end near China that will be warm. No, it's not actually. Is it not? It's not warm. 
we talked about it in school actually i can't believe all of russia's cold <laughs> because uh, that's another reason why russia wants ukraine because ukraine has some coastlines where it's warm i'm trying to get at the point of if the west was more invested into russia i.e. with tourism and trade instead of so against them then we wouldn't see a russia that is treating its people as bad if that makes sense my landlord wanted to go to holiday there but like then the war started really yeah he wanted to go a trip to moscow i was close to going to russia um <laughs> about five years ago what stopped you um the messaging that we get brainwashed with huh so over in the uk if you talk about russia or russians um it's all corrupt it's all like gangs and they will kidnap you and things like that like so no, that's why no one goes to russia that's why hmm. we don't do trade with russia and that doesn't come from russia treating it's just solely treating its people bad that comes from trade and the previous wars that have happened and stuff it's it's an effect of what has happened and like if you look at china what china do they send a lot of people to the west and they try and like invest in the west and Whereas, it's working kind of and it's working people forgive china but because russia have been so independent and national every they are now demonized for being national sort of thing i don't think that's fair mm. that's my point of view on it i don't think it's just because russia has well russia has a bad economy for a reason or used to have a bad economy for a reason and that's because the west doesn't want to trade with them because of the cold war and everything that happened before it whereas like africa they want africa african people want to come to the west because they see it as the side that will dominate you know and it probably will it it will do because of the propaganda that it's put out against russia mainly russia but propaganda is a better kind of war than killing people um uh, when you say it like that yeah but propaganda kills people in but in another way in a more humane way one could say it doesn't go um, out there kill the father rape the mother i don't i don't I think that taking someone's ideology away without them knowing 
is just as bad. You're taking mm. a freedom away. To me, that is just as bad. Like the fact that I can't watch any Russian news just because I'm not physically being hurt doesn't mean I'm mentally not being attacked. Hmm. Knowledge is power and all that. It, it does sound like I'm sympathising with Russia, but... Where you are sympathising with Russia. People think I sympathise with Russia because I don't support what's going on in Ukraine. But is that sympathising? No, because it's just trying to see a different point of view. Okay, but then what is sympathising? Uh, sympathizing would be like trying to get Russia's economy back up, trying to help Russian people come over here and basically fly the Russian flag and say, I am for Russia. Okay. A bit like so what they're... people are doing with Ukraine, but for Russia. Oh, okay. I don't say ban people from trading with Ukraine. I don't say ban people from trading with Russia. I don't sympathise with either or because I'm not Russian and I'm not Ukrainian, so I can't truly say who's right or wrong. Only Russia and Ukraine can say that. That makes sense. I just think it's disgusting how the rest of the world is so quick to jump on Russia's back and say that they're so bad without knowing the true fact. Well, Russia did play a major role in destroying Germany in the Second World War. (laughs) Well, that's maybe why a lot of the EU think badly against Russia, because Germany have influenced that. But they did it like in a more horrible way than you can imagine. Yeah, the world's not like that anymore, though. And but naturally, the Americans didn't do it as bad as Russia, so naturally, we sympathize with Americans against Russia. And I think that's where the problem is, because what isn't as bad as the other people would rather choose a side. Well. Would you rather hug a lion or a dog? Both can kill you, so it depends on... Yeah, but we've learned to train dogs, but we've learned if you mess with lions, you're getting eaten. No. That's learning. That's not true. There are exceptions, but you can't domesticate lions. But don't mess up my metaphor. (laughs) When Russia was around, they did bad stuff. When America was around, they did less bad stuff. Still bad stuff, but less. So naturally, we learn to better be off with America. I don't know. America created Guantanamo Bay where they raped innocent people, killed innocent people. Which is still not as worse as what Russia did. 
it's not on a as big a scale, but it's still the yeah. same. So it's not yeah, less bad. The scale really matters in the perception of it. Well, there yeah. are concentration camps all around the world, but Germany did very big ones, and you know how it is portrayed. That's what I mean because it it was so big. That's why it yeah, looks worse. Yeah, it's the scale. It's scale, and America does it in a small scale. Yeah, so killing someone is just as bad as killing ten people, is it not? Mm -hmm. No, I think telling killing killing ten people is worse. Really? Yeah, it's the scale because you can take it up like one hundred people. That's of course worse than one people. I wouldn't even think about that problem with the train, you know, where there's one people on one track, uh, one person on one track, and on the other track there are five people. I wouldn't think two seconds about it. I would ride the train over the one person. That's, in my view, because society has trained you to think that way. So in my what? eyes... The answer to that question is you kill yourself and let all six people live. Huh? Is that not... If you're driving the train... No, no. If it's not you're driving the train, you're directing the train. You're not on the train. You can't stop it. But someone has to die. Yes. So why wouldn't you... Uh before the train to stop it from killing anyone else? Well, that's not an option. Why is it not an option? It's always an option. <laughs> well, yeah, suicide is always an option, but not in that uh, very old question. I think that that question has strict rules, and that's where it... The you know, the question, the question is not, uh, the question is about if the train is directed to the five people and you have to pull a lever to direct it to the one person, you know, that's yeah. what it's about. Because if you do nothing, you, you've done nothing, but more people die. But if you do something, you kind of kill one person yeah so the question itself is forcing you to choose five people and add more value to five people than to one it forces that and that's where the conditionings come in because if the question was asked right it would be you know there's a train there's no rules there's five people on the track, there's someone on another track, what would you do? That should be the question, but it's that isn't the question. The question is you have to choose, which is wrong. Yeah, well, it's very easy to stop the train to see that as the right answer. But Because... 
it's all about the moral. Yeah, so I think it's less moral to say that you would kill either of them before you'd kill yourself because the question, you could kill yourself and... How would that stop the train? It wouldn't stop the train, but it'd stop you choosing. How does that make anything better? Because after that, there's still someone dying. But you, you don't know, and you've not made the choice to kill any of them. So the morality that is really, higher. That really just sounds like someone pussying out. Is it pussying out by choosing not to kill someone? It is pussying out by not making a uh, decision. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, You're more moral for not making the decision. I don't get it. In my opinion, it's more moral to make the decision so more people live. Right. Change your question to there's one person on one track and one person on another track. Who do you kill? Yeah, I would just let the train ride over the person who is who it is directed to at the moment. So why wouldn't you do that if there was five people? Uh Because five people are blankly more worth than one. No. <laughs> There's no one life worth more than another, in my opinion. Well, not one worth more than one, but one is worth less than two. Right. So, same question. There's one person on one track, one person on another track. Yeah. And all we're going to change is the age of the people. One, One's old, one's not That's that. That's that's the question with the car. There's like uh, an old lady on the uh, street and a young, young lad on the street. What do you hit? Who do you hit? Exactly. It's forcing you, know you what, to choose. You know what I would hit? Are you gonna say the old person? No, I would hit the brakes. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't you do that on the train? <laughs> well, I don't think a train is that easy to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very tricky one. And I get, I understand why people would choose five people over one. I do understand it. But my views and my belief is not one person is worth more than another, whether there's more or not. That's, that's, that's a moral dilemma because you can see it the other way. Every single one of that five person is not more and not less worth, but it's every single one, you know? So then you have to ask a question, is it really like that? Because if it is really equal, five to one is really equal, one equals five the one must be better than the five separate you know yeah i could put i could put this question in another perspective and see if you agree with your decision yet another perspective okay so you live 
on an island and there's two tribes, right? Your tribe has two people, you and the one other person, and there's five other people in the other tribe. There's enough food for all of you, but only one group can live. Who do you choose? Do you kill yourself and the one person you're with to save the five? Or do you try and fight the five off to save your tribe? Well, first of all, I would try to communicate to, like, make one big tribe, of course. Well, of course you would, but... <laughs> but that's not the question. <laughs> exactly, it's not the question. You've got to choose. Well, I would kill myself and the other person. That's, to me, is a more moral answer. But... But how is it now a more moral answer to choose numbers over, like to choose the bigger number than it is to choose the bigger number with a train, uh, like to have them live? Because it's more moral to choose one than five. Yeah, but I wouldn't choose two person over five person in that island thing. No, <laughs> that's the point. Is the question is is designed to force you to choose, and if it wasn't designed that way, everyone would believe that killing is wrong, whether it's one or ten. Everyone would. Yeah, but it is designed that. that way. So why don't answer it that way? Because it's. It's forcing like a whole group of people through society to choose that way, which takes away your choice. Well, you know, freedom to But say not, no one should die. It's not like I'm an NPC who doesn't know that it's better if no one dies. It is um, just the sheer question of what you would do. Yeah, it's, it's a question like you of what can't you would always, do. You can't always go around questions, you know? No, you can't. And if you ask me that question and I have to choose, I'd obviously choose killing the one person over the five. Obviously, because... See, was that so hard? It wasn't so hard. I could have said that at first, but and then you wouldn't have understood my perspective of what I truly think. Well, your perspective is what everyone should or would think if the question was asked freely. But I it's don't... not asked freely. No, I think people are too quick to just go, I'd choose a five, uh, choose a one, sorry. Yeah, no. One no. No one to give it a second thought. Yeah, and that's not smart. That, this podcast that I do is about thinking about the way we think. That's why I didn't give you the straight answer straight away. Because I wanted you to think about the way I perceive it and the listeners listening to this can at least think, would they actually want to choose 
You know what I mean? Huh. I guess. So you did a three-hour build-up to that <laughs> <laughs> to that question for your podcast. Well, you asked me the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked you the question. You manipulated me into asking you the question. It, no, it's my sympathy to Russia that you said. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I know. And I it want was, everyone it, to think like don't choose a side. We shouldn't choose sides. We should just be individuals and I do what we want. Uganda. Pardon? I will choose the part, the side of Uganda. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Switzerland. Don't get involved. Oh, yeah, that's a good politic. Yeah, if the rest of the world was like that, maybe it'd be nicer. But we'll uh... never know. Yeah, better not be like Switzerland. I think they are autistic. <laughs> Is that such a bad thing? Uh, there are good and bad autistic people. Like people who can't even communicate and are just screaming and punching holes in walls. That is Switzerland. Yeah, I don't know too much about Switzerland, but yeah, if they can't help punching holes in the walls because it's a medical condition, don't make uh, them bad. Switzerland has rigged all their bridges with explosives, so if there's an attack, they can just blow it up. Sounds like good defense to me. Sounds like punching walls to me. Um, they're only <laughs> going to punch the wall if they're provoked. <laughs> Not yeah. out uh -huh. just yet. <laughs> oh. Oh, these discussions are amazing. I've got friends that won't even entertain these discussions. What? My friends will not even like that train question. Yeah. Not what not one of my friends has ever thought about asking something similar like that. Wow. Because society just forces people not to even think like that. But I asked it. I think that's because... Am I not a friend? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what I mean is, like, people over here that I see every day and, you know, I talk to every day and... Yeah, and that's yeah. the thrill of talking to random and stranger people. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, you can find so much interesting people and not interesting people. And like, if it turns out we meet in person, I show you Germany, that would have been because of Reddit, because you asked someone random. And that's the cool thing behind random people you never know what comes out of it I think the thing with re meeting random people and talking to random people is not the fact that it's random it's the responsibility you feel to that person so like if you're with someone every day let's say your brother or your sister and whatever if they have anything to say 
it's quite easy to just be like, oh, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Talk about it tomorrow. Whereas if it's a stranger that you've met on the street, you sort of have to discuss it there and then or risk looking like an ignorant person. Mm. I might be wrong in that. Well, we did push it a few days, our call. Like, it's not like that random. It's more of the unknown that makes talking to random people interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And the different fields of views because the different nationalities, different influences. Different propaganda. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the differences in culture that I like. Because... But no, actually, would you really come to Germany and let me show you around? Yeah, 100%. Because that's like really something I would be interested to do. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, I can talk about shit for hours and hours and teach stuff and history. It's so interesting for me. There's a question. Do you smoke weed? Well, I did. But uh, I have like... I have to take antidepressants and stuff, and I have to do blood tests so I don't do uh, it anymore. Ah. Oh, this year. I didn't know he was taking antidepressants. Yeah, it's because of ADHD. It's like one of the side effects that can happen. Depression oh. and stuff. Yeah. No. Well, I, well, I can tell you about it another time yeah well, please It's do that very... huh? interest please do that would be interesting that yeah because i know the inside of all of the fucking shit because adhd is so misunderstood yeah i'd like to know more about the medication side of it as well because i've always personally been yeah. anti-medication i always felt that if there's something inside your head not working right, that it can be fixed with inside the head. Yeah, I can tell you all about ADHD in another time. Yeah, that'd be good. Nice. Right, that's a good way to end it, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think too. My girlfriend will be quite mad. I was going to say, you said seven o'clock. It's now 11 o'clock for you. Well, she practically came here, made me dinner. And since then, I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> and that's not a good thing. No, she's going to hurt her me. She's going huh? to hurt me as uh, that British bastards took you all this time. Yeah, last time she asked me, who are you in a relationship with again? <laughs> After we talked for like three plus hours. Well, if she listens to the podcast, she'll, uh, she'll know who you're talking to, won't she? Yeah, but she's not that good in English. Ah, uh, right. Well, she's <laughs> not that, but like I always troll her, so. Yeah. Not, not, she's not too great in it like the specific words like she can understand normal conversation but 
maybe she will have some trouble with our conversation. Yeah, your English is very good. The way you understand me is a lot better than I thought, to be fair. I don't have to change many of my words or anything. Yeah, but I got very bad at English, actually. Really? I you sound really good at it. I was much more fluent and with a much lighter accent like a few years ago before Corona. Oh, everyone blames COVID for everything. Yeah, yeah. No, but I had many, many foreign friends. And now you have one more. Uh, <laughs> I have, if I count all, I have so many much uh, less. <laughs> but one more is one more. That's it. I've got one more German friend. And I've got one more British friend. I'm not spoken to my other German friends for a while. Huh? Maybe you should not... do that again. Um. Uh, yeah, call them friends. They uh. They show the true colours when they left Australia. Uh they... yeah. That's that sounds German to me. The people that we were working for, it was very disrespectful to them when they left, it, and I don't like it. it. They were nice people to me, but they were like they were drawing all over the house and everything before they left. The Germans. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, wrote, that's good. They wrote Shy's house. On the door as we left. Of the toilet? No, the main door. The entrance. Oh, that's that's not good. No. And you know what that means? Uh shit house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't think they understood that I understood what they'd wrote. And to me that was disrespectful writing, especially well, on the entrance. It is disrespectful, but uh, you don't, on the other side, maybe you don't know what the Australians did to the Germans? Um, I was working alongside them every day. So, oh, really? Yeah. Then And maybe they just are as social, antisocial. It was the attitude to work, like my attitude to work was you've got to work really hard. Whereas they didn't, and it was only till their job was threatened that they actually worked hard. And I think it was because they was forced to work hard, they didn't like it. And well, you always get pe bad people. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame that you have to treat people bad because of your own actions. Right. If they would have yeah. just worked hard, they wouldn't have had an issue with the Australians. Yeah, exactly. That's where our differences come in and we sort of didn't speak anymore. Yeah, well, now you have a German that wouldn't do that. No, that's it. I've got a German who wants to show me around Germany. It's yeah. been awesome. And the, only the only graffiti I ever done is my name in Korean... Really? Yeah, for an extended period of time, I drew it everywhere. Why in Korean? 
Uh, well, because I can, you know. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> you can. It, it's, it looks pretty cool. And no one can really understand it. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm doing it for me and not for other people. Well, that's it. You're not doing it because you dislike someone or in anger. Just doing it. Yeah, and it's not like I'm doing it on, I've ever done it on bad spots. Like I work construction, I did it inside of walls, inside of plants, <laughs> inside of like everything I could get to. Or Why does everyone through. in construction like writing on the inside of walls? <laughs> Yeah, I, I once I thought once I found something, it said like Samuel is dumb or something like that. I've got a friend who used to work in like you know like building work, and mm. he's the same. He would write his name on the inside of every wall that he worked on. His name must be everywhere. You're the same. It's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right, I'll let you get back to your girlfriend. Yeah, all right. So, so great talking to you. Yeah. And next time it's about ADHD. Oh, yeah. I've got a bit of editing to do for this podcast. It's uh, oh, because it's like four hours long. <laughs> uh, it's not the time of it. I, I want to keep everything in. You know, the little pauses in between where we got cut off and things like that. So I thought about it and I was right. I looked up at your other podcasts and they were pretty short. And I thought if I do a podcast with him, it won't be that short. And I was right. Yeah. So the only reason I did most of my other ones are about half an hour. Well, I've got a full year's worth of podcast episodes that I've not actually released because I was sort of too shy and things like that. And they're all at least an hour long of just me talking about stuff. Really? Maybe you should just release them and don't be shy about it. Only people who want to listen to stuff like it will find it. Well, you know, my when you said I sympathize with Russia... That's kind of why I don't want to release them because my opinions are sort of very strong. And if I'm not debating with someone, it can come across as offensive. So and are you not are you not man enough to stand your own opinion? I am. I just don't So release it. You've worked on it. It's your opinion. Release it. And other people can bugger off. <laughs> well yeah maybe I should should do that I think you will feel better after you released it yeah it took me a while to get well about a year to get around to actually doing this one and asking people on reddit to be a guest so on r slash lonely yeah but you've asked in other uh, in other threads too, in the podcast thread, I think. Yeah, I got quite a few people. Yeah, but I, That's I'm good. happy I was the first one. I think. Yeah, I'm glad because yeah. you are really good to debate and mm. have a discussion with. <laughs>
and you have a lot more knowledge than I ever sort of expected. Which, well, thank you. You know, not expected from you personally, but just off Reddit. I didn't. Oh, that's that's uh, Reddit is full with artists and smart <laughs> people, neck beards and uh, otakus and everything. Auto what? Otaku. What's that? Uh, it's referred to people who don't go and outside, only watch like mainly anime, read manga, and are like, oh, Japan, Japan, oh, you know? Yeah, and that's he's, kind and of... He's, so socially awkward nerds, but like the bad kind of nerds. Nerds are typically good. Socially yeah, awkward, miserable beings. That's a perception I had of Reddit, and you are nothing like that. <laughs> I guess it's been fucking brilliant. Oh, can you can you say hi to someone for me? Yeah, Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah, no worries. I'll uh, send him a text at morning. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm actually planning on going down to his farm. He's a. Uh, oh. He's got Is a farm, farm called. Yeah, I know the farm. I I've watched it. Yeah, Diddley Squat uh, Shop. Is it is it far away? Um, I don't know. I'm a coach. I used to be a coach driver, and I saw to me far away is like Croatia. Traveling to top of Scotland and to bottom of Britain. That's... I've got to say, I like the British humor. Humor from like James May, Hammond, and Clarkson. I have always watched it in British. Oh, they're brilliant. Proper British. Yeah. <laughs> always loved it. Always loved the humor. My sister loves it too. Yeah, they they can be quite offensive to other nationalities. Yeah, but, like German. Right, <laughs> yeah, I, <right>. know. <laughs> I remember an episode I watched as a kid where I got probably uh, like really offended by them. As really? a kid, and as yeah, and as an adult, I watched it again, and then I was like, "Haha, shit's funny." Yeah, they do do offensive humor, but it's because it's mm. humor; it's funny. Just don't get offended by it. Yeah, but right, I'm gonna get going. The dog okay, wants me to then. let her out for a wee. <laughs> oh yeah, you have to work tomorrow. Yeah, I've got work again tomorrow. How how much how much hours do you have in a week? Work. Yeah. Uh, forty-eight. Forty-eight and and forty. Uh, forty-eight flat. But some weeks you only work uh, till Friday. Yeah. So. 40. One week I. No. One week I do, yeah. eight till half four. And I'll do six days that week. And then the Monday to Friday, I do eight till 6 p.m. So, so it's 40 and 48. No, it's 48 and 48. Oh, wait, fuck. That's so much. Yeah. And then because of all the time, I do an extra eight hours a week. So wow. 50... 
yeah, 50 some hours a week. I work between 33 and 40 at max. Fuck yeah, I'd love to do that. <laughs> no, I've got I've got a bit of money issues at the minute that I need to sort out because I've dropped wage from being a bus driver. I have well, to maybe more. you should talk about getting uh, the same pay every month, uh, no matter your hours. You know that kind of contract. And then yeah. in the hours you work, you work harder. Yeah, they don't allow that. Well, damn. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty strict ruling on your hours and stuff. I think I couldn't work in another country because workers' rights in Germany are so good. Like yeah, if we... my boss, like I quit and I just have a bit more time I have to work for so like my boss can't do anything like I can say fuck off but if I wouldn't have quit like if he asked me to go work on Saturday I could just say no without a reason um, it's kind of like that over here if, if your contract says like you're Monday to Friday and they ask you to work a Saturday you can say no but it's my current employer says you have to work every other Saturday, so you have to. Yeah, okay, that's like a contract thing. Yeah, it, in England, it's very contractual sort of ruling. Hmm. Just put whatever you want in the contract. If they sign it, they have to do it. Hmm. Sounds pretty bad. shit. Yeah, it's pretty shit. Scheiße. Ja. 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 